1: What is the Sinisterhood live show like? You're about to hear one. We recorded this episode at Comedy Works in Denver and had a great time. We also had a special audience participation portion at the end where Judge Christie ruled on the grievances of wronged audience members.
2: If you want to be a part of our live show fun, head to Sinisterhood.com slash live shows and get your tickets for a show near you. We'll be in San Antonio October 26th, in Dallas October 27th, in Houston on October 28th, and back in Dallas on November 2nd. If we're not coming to your town, never fear. You can always chat with us on our monthly live Q&As and catch live stream performances of our bonus content each month via Patreon. Head to Sinisterhood.com and click Patreon on the top banner to subscribe
1: today. And don't forget to stick around after the show this week to hear your Patreon shoutouts. We hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for listening and keep it creepy.
3: One man set out
2: for Colorado, looking for the healing power of the mountains, where he built himself a grand empire. A half a century later, with the enormous structure crumbling, an author on a mission happened upon the place and introduced it to his his readers as one of the most haunted hotels in the country. Were the ghosts always there? (laughs) Waiting to show themselves to a willing visitor? Or is this another of the legendary writer's creative tales? Tonight's episode is The Stanley Hotel. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Up in the night, your heart fills with dread. Probably a murderer who wants you
2: dead. It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse. Perhaps
3: you're the victim. The witch is cursed. It's hopeless, you're doomed. You'd call a priest if you could. You'd rather just listen to who sinister heard.
2: texted Paris and was like, where are you sitting? And he was like, it's real
1: VIP. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's good. Hello. Hi. How's it going? I like that, um... We definitely left our hotel. Key card to the hotel is right Left here. it on the stage, so, earlier. Really. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah. What's oh, up? How are y'all?
2: You guys started singing a song, and I was like, I don't love the sound of my voice, but I love the sound of your voices. So it was so nice to hear that. Thank you so much. Yes. And then you started whooping when we figured it out. You figured out the clues. You figured it out. Love it. Sluice. We got sluice in the audience.
1: Uh, round of applause if you've been to the Stanley Hotel.
4: <laughs> uh, yes. Well,
1: we stayed there last night, and we almost got snowed in. Uh, we we feel like we caught... Well, we... I texted Heather, I was like, there is a winter storm. And then the woman that works there was like, it's only 40 to 50 miles an hour winds. This is nothing. We were like, we're going to die we're from Texas. <laughs> we don't know how to, my suitcase started rolling down the sidewalk. <laughs> Blue we day. don't know how to handle this kind of weather. Well, we were, I saw last week,
2: I haven't checked the weather in a week. So that was poor planning. And so last night we're like, the rain sounds hard. <laughs> Not like, like in pressure hard, but like physically hard. And it was
1: like, that's snow. Snow's hard yeah. rain. So, there it is. We don't... don't Often also, you can just open a window at the Stanley and just jump right out if you it's want to. There's no screen. I had a did your did your bathroom had a dumping window? I had a dumping yes, window.
2: We did. <laughs> so you sit on the toilet, just it's a huge window. I mean, it's probably bigger than like a mirror. It's and, yeah, it's just a tiny little one of those like whoop locks, and I opened it and it was just there's no screen, no. there's no roof. I sent a selfie to my wife, Leanne is here.
4: yeah um, <laughs>
2: The problem with me and my wife is you get toilet selfies of me, and I was like, Look, I got a dumping window. <laughs> uh, it was before the snow started, though. But yeah, it was, uh, it was. had to drive down a mountain today. It was a whole thing. But it was
4: fun. That's we great, love being yeah. here.
2: Denver's awesome. Uh, this is like one of my it dream is. cities to come to because, <laughs> thank you, I was obsessed with Denver when I was a kid because I was obsessed with Trey Parker and in love with Trey Parker. <laughs> And I loved. I had a John Elway jersey. I would wear it all around. I loved the Broncos. I loved. I really wanted to go to Casa Bonita. Like that was my dream.
1: And it is not a. We were. (laughs) We left the hotel specifically to get back for the gorilla show. And then we discovered it's closed, and we were so bummed. I was devastated. But now Trey Parker and Matt Stone are buying it, right? So
2: I will come back specifically because yeah. the list of what they show at Casa Bonina was like dive, announced dive, dive show, gorilla, and so, so many I dives. Lots
1: just of dives.
2: You. So we will definitely be back. But this is like a dream seeing like Mile High Stadium, and like there's Bronco stuff all over, and tiny 11-year-old Heather's like, hell yeah, nice. <laughs> I made mean it. Exactly
1: yeah, I've
2: like never that, been so. here
1: either. No? Uh,
2: so it's, we're loving it so far. So far so good. It's so good. And uh, there's just places to buy weed. We want drug rules here and it's like there's not Yeah. I wanted to I go to it. Casa Bonita and I'm like where are the drugs yeah, that was my question we should have taken those and then gone to Casa Bonita next time next yes, time that
1: will oh, be yeah. the plan but That's yeah a we, whole, had, you had a clear we had quite a time with the Stanley it
2: was beautiful it was a beautiful for, for being really? built in 1909 it's still ticking so Still yep. trucking.
1: Yep, yep. We went on a ghost tour that we'll tell you all about with... Oh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. We Bless love Elizabeth. Bless you. Bless Elizabeth.
2: I'll, um, I'll think about Elizabeth. I wrote about Elizabeth in my diary today.
1: Yeah. Because it was... <laughs> she, she shared was, so much She was of something herself. else. Um, um, <laughs> we left, and we said 100% she wants to fuck a ghost. Like, there was... No. She was like...
2: It wasn't it was a very we'll tell you about a very specific ghost and like honestly same like I mean
1: (laughs) Pierre could get it he'll get it so yes Pierre was oh man She's uh, she was great. The whole thing was great. Everything we're was happy fun. Happy to be here. We're gonna have a good time tonight. So
2: fun. We got yeah. to we'll do our show. We got a like special live segment. At the, I mean, this is live right now. We are not holograms, yeah. but special. This extra is thing. we're
1: CGI. Later we'll come out and we'll do our actual live. You know what? If there were
2: CGI versions of us to do the show, it would be great because they probably don't go to the bathroom before the show as much as we do. That's
1: true. They probably yeah. go zero times if they're built right. Okay. So this is a problem we had that Heather had to. Google. Maybe y'all are used to it because you live here, but if you're not, I've trademarked the term altitudes. (laughs) I thought I was losing it because I Googled, do mountains make you, and
2: then it said, fart, have gas, be bloated, and I was like, I am not alone. I was like... It was it's because I also have asthma, so being up there, I couldn't take three steps and there was I was so like much
1: air inside of us. Was also saying. not enough. So it just like It
2: was that no air in my lungs, it was all down below. Yeah. And I was like, well, I need this was But that's probably why at the Stanley Hotel all the windows open. They were like, yeah. We got you. We, we got, have you. got you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a luxury hotel for that reason only. They're like, we have farting windows and dumping windows. You're welcome. <laughs> so let's the snow in a little bit, but that was okay. You figured it out.
1: I loved it, yeah. It was
2: fantastic. Oh, awesome!
1: Oh, we can say th- our thank yous. That's what we always do oh, at the top of
2: the show. Our thank yous, yes. Thank I'm you. Put my... We all know why. That's She's got good. that chapstick. Yeah. I want a water too. Oh
1: yeah, we got our bucket of water. Bit, we got a bucket.
2: Yet? I don't like something if it ain't in a bucket. Uh, bucket of fries, same. bucket of water.
1: Yeah. Uh, bucket, bucket. Yeah, we got thank yous. Well, first thank you to all of you guys. Yes. Give yourselves a round of applause. Oh. It's a Wednesday night. Thank People you to can, Denver Comedy yes, Works. Yes. Uh, Ella, yeah, Ella, not my daughter. Uh, she yeah, Ella is the, here. She's waiting she's a, on all of you. She's wait, she's four years old. <laughs> uh, but Ella is taking care of us and taking all of you, along with some other great staff. So take care of them. Yes, thank you so much.
2: They made yeah. sure we had uh, our, we, we have an extensive writer. We're like, just Diet Cokes and can we have straws Like if it's not too much trouble? Like, do you mind? <laughs> it's always like, what are your demands? And I'm like, real bad negotiator. So yeah. like, it's fine. It's like, if you don't have Diet Coke, it's fine. But they did. It was so nice. Everyone's so helpful. Thank yeah.
1: you. So. Uh, do we want to do the the giveaway now? We can I I, Or do you
2: want to wait? So that, that we... was not
1: whispered. So no, you shouted yeah. it into the microphone. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. We had our Instagram giveaway. I found uh, Tina Ortega. Are you here? Yes. 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 Oh yay!
4: We got your.
2: It's your prize from High Proof Designs. Yes. It's a flask. I put it in a box. But <laughs> it has our names on it. Yeah. So it's for you. There we go.
1: Hooray! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome.
2: We might have forgot if we didn't do it. So thank you for yeah. indulging us for doing that. now. We
1: forgot last time. <laughs> um, okay. Are we ready to get into it? Let's do it. Oh, crazy. Let's. You gotta say the words. I'm Christy, I'm Heather. Oh, I think everyone knows, no, but just, just in, case. in case, I'm Christy. <laughs> I'm Heather. Uh, and let's get into it. Freeland Oscar, better known as F.O. Stanley, and his twin brother, Frederick Edder, or F.E., were born in Kingfield, Maine on June 1st, 1849. At the young age of nine, the brothers started their first business together, refining and selling maple syrup. Over the years, they studied and taught throughout Maine, both eventually marrying women they had met in college around 1876. Not long after, the brothers decided to go into business together again and invented a method to quickly dry certain plates used in the photography process. Their invention was revolutionary, and the Stanley brothers began taking in a million dollars a year, which translates to $32 million in today's money. <laughs> Isn't currency crazy? (laughs) What's up with money? (laughs) Soon, photography giant Eastman Kodak came calling and acquired the Stanley Brothers Dry Plate Co., Inventors and investors to their core, the brothers also founded the Stanley Motor Carriage Company, where they invented the Stanley Steamer Automobile.
2: I really love their story because you, this is the kind of thing that if you're at a bar and they're like, oh, what do you do? And he's like, have you ever heard of photography? <laughs> you know, it's kind of wet. Some Revolution parts of it's got to be it. dry. I'm the dry part. And someone's like, oh, I'm going to go over there and talk to him. And it's like, should have thought twice. Sometimes the dorkiest shit makes the most money. Oh, Yeah. <laughs>
1: The most money. Yes. Well, sadly, at just 54 years old, F.O. Stanley was struck with tuberculosis and given a terminal diagnosis. Doctors told him he would die in just a few months. Seeking the healing power of fresh mountain air, F.O. packed up his wife, Flora, and made the move to Colorado in 1903. They first stopped in Denver. <laughs> Where they hired architects to build a cottage for them up the mountains in Estes Park, where they eventually moved.
2: So he's gonna cure his tuberculosis, but he's gonna get the altitude. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're gonna trade. F O is for together. farting out Stanley. Yes.
2: <laughs> he will be struck in <laughs> Warning, Mr. Stanley.
1: Every time we say the name of the city we're in, I like I pretend like we're like at Madison Square Garden you're like what's up new york <laughs> yeah. and everyone what Jennifer? yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah we uh, the opposite happened we couldn't breathe when we were I could up not there. no yeah <laughs> we could, we couldn't get out of the hedge maze it's three feet I, tall. I'll post a video on the Patreon. I jumped over the side. Yeah, we the have side, a video so. on Patreon. We eventually said, fuck it. We jumped over the hedge to get to the statue of F.O. To yeah, we saw picture the of him. The statue
2: farts. It's crazy when you yeah. walk up. You put a quarter in it. Yeah. Um, but it was funny because I think what were we, there were some people that I guess were regulars. Uh, good for them. And they go, last year the hedge maze was a lot shorter. And it was already like tits high.
1: So <laughs> Not even. It was like knee high. We're like... How short was this? Yeah, well,
2: they're trying. I think Paris said, well, you have to start somewhere,
1: so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, I it's mean, grow. it was planted in 2015. They were like... It started already. Little tiny leaves when they plant, yeah. So the it seeds, like the like all are. That's. I mean, I guess that's how everything starts, is with a seed, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Simple seed of an idea.
1: <laughs> Four years after arriving in the Rockies, FO had stopped coughing, was feeling better, and eventually began making trips back east. Although he loved the mountains of Colorado, anytime he was away from the East Coast, F.O. missed his high society pals. He thought the perfect way to get them to visit him in Colorado would be by building a luxury hotel.
2: I have a question. Do you think that that means he did not have a good relationship with these folks, that he had to lure them to visit? <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I feel like anybody high society is like, I won't go unless there's a luxury place to stay at. And you're like, well, we're not really friends then. You're just... Yeah. It's all surface level. I need accommodations, Yeah. Please. All right. Well, I'll build a hotel to get you to come out here. Can we Can we please be friends then? If I built you an entire hotel and they're like, I'm quite busy. I don't know. Where is it? Is it in the side of a mountain? Yeah. All right. Right, I'll I'll come. Come. Built into the side of a granite mountain, construction began on the Stanley Hotel in 1907 with a grand plan, a $500,000 complex costing about $14.5 million in today's dollars over the expanse of nearly a dozen buildings, including a golf course and an on property pond. The magnificent hotel opened its doors in 1909 and became a refuge of the upper class in the stunning mountain landscape although it features something pretty modern the first telephone in the area because it was meant as a summer retreat the hotel did not have heat installed until 1978 and it still doesn't have air conditioning installed there's like little, this was something I was very concerned about <laughs> before we got here, I was like Heather, we're not going, it's gonna be 60 degrees, I'm gonna sweat my ass up. I'm not staying in this hotel I, uh, like, and then in Colorado went you heard our previous episode, I like went on a rant about how I don't give a shit about how cold it is outside. I always want air conditioning. We got there and I was like, I'm so fucking cold. <laughs> I I was like huddled in the bed. I couldn't even get up to pee. I was so cold in the night. So joke was on me. Turns out you don't need AC everywhere. No, no especially not <laughs> yeah. after it just
2: starts <clears throat> rapidly snowing out of nowhere. Yes. I mean it was it was so quick. It, and then it came people went fast. about their lives. No one stopped. There was we were locked down, but everyone else was like, Yeah, what, we're gonna the ghost tour, they're like weather permitting. We're like, Oh fuck, it's snowing and she's like, Y'all go ahead and walk up there and I was like, this is like unshoveled. I was, it was like, just- I don't have a coat. What? Yeah. They were just always like just don't fall down when you go that way. And I was
1: like, okay, well I try not to do I'll that try. anyway, but thanks yeah. for the instructions. <laughs> I don't know. It was great. Well, F.O. eventually sold the Stanley to a company who mismanaged it into bankruptcy. That's
2: how you get your ass haunted.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Real fast. <laughs> he then rescued his beloved hotel and sold it again this time to a more skilled recipient, Roe Emery, known as the father of Colorado tourism, whose son, Walt, later went on to co-found the Denver Broncos.
4: <laughs>
1: as for F.O., he eventually resettled back in Massachusetts, where he died in 1940 at the ripe old age of 91. You know what? Death showed them doctors. Yeah, he's they like four years. Them. How about 64 years? <laughs> I'll show you. Yeah, he was, a, or the Colorado air cured him. Maybe, I cared it's, him. yeah, it's a magical place up there. <laughs> According to the Post-Crescent, the now king of horror, Stephen King, was living in Boulder with his wife Tabitha in 1973 when they decided to take a drive one October afternoon up to Estes Park. As the story goes, it was the last day of the season when King was handed the rooms to keep, handed the keys to room 217, a room they had requested to stay in after hearing rumors it was haunted. With all guests but the two of them gone until next spring, King and his wife found themselves having dinner in an empty dining room while taped orchestral music drifted down the halls. King said in an interview, (laughs) Okay, before she does this... (laughs) She, we just spent 20 minutes in the green room. She's like, I've got to watch as many interviews as I can about Stephen King. And she's like, I, and I was like, it sounds great. Maybe tone down the JFK-ness a little bit. <laughs> so whatever just happens, Heather is, this is exactly what Stephen King sounds like and nobody question it, okay? <laughs> she's been working very hard. you got this. You've got this. I gotta get, I'm like,
2: fake glasses. All right, I got the bold haircut. Probably a sweater on. (laughs) Except for our table. All the chairs. (laughs) All the chairs were up on tables. (laughs) So the music is echoing down the hall. I mean, it was like God put me to hear that and see those things. (laughs) I'm sorry, I lost it. I really love Stevie King a lot, and I just feel like he's ashamed
1: of me right now. (laughs) If Stephen King listens to this, I mean, that's bucket list. So if everybody tweets, Stephen King, you've got to hear Heather McKinney's impression of you on this episode. If everyone in here tweets that, I feel like we have a good chance of him listening. Oh, my God. Because he... he... He to his tweets he and he answers a lot of his tweets, so... He gets
2: in tweet fights, too, so be cool to Stephen King.
1: Yeah, be
2: cool. <laughs> he will talk mad shit right back to people. He don't care if you wrote Harry Potter or you're just some asshole, he'll just... <laughs> or
1: both. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He will tweet right back at you until you block him. So. I think we can do it, guys. I think we can do it. Yeah. And then Tommy will, his soul will leave his body. (laughs) (laughs) He had on a, Tommy has a really cool mask
2: that's the print of the shining carpet. And then we get to the hotel and he was like, I should have brought another mask.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I got it. It was in his stocking awesome. last Christmas. I was like, if I had known that one day we would be coming here, but uh, yeah, he was. I was like, you're like the guy that wears the band T-shirts. The band is go. I to do me. that. <laughs>
2: I do John Mayer t- concert. John Mayer T-shirt. I'm like, I'm here for you, buddy. I wore I
1: wore a Judge Chris T-shirt. You know, yeah. right? like that's next level. I like, wore.
2: I think I told you I wore that Judge Chris T-shirt when I quit my job.
1: I love it <laughs> on like a Zoom video. If I was you, like, anyone, when you're quitting your job, put it on, please. Put it on. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah.
3: In line at the
2: deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office, more than once, actually. Do I have to
3: say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting.
2: Really? Yes.
5: Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
3: I never win and tell.
5: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well,
1: after dinner, Tabitha turned in for the night while Stephen explored the empty hotel. He eventually stopped in for a drink at the hotel bar, where he was served by the bartender, a man named Grady. As he returned to his room, he had a restless night's sleep, recalling in a later interview You've got it. You've got that, this. that
2: night, I dreamed of my three year old son running through the corridors, looking back over his shoulder, eyes wide, screaming. He was being chased by a fire hose. <laughs> a fire hose? <laughs> I, I woke up with a tremendous jerk, sweating all over. This is going worse. It's so much worse.
1: It's got the action's gotten thicker. It's so much worse. It's, it's like um. She's it's kind of, <laughs> what's that movie with Ben Affleck where he's just in Boston? Just oh, every movie, every movie, the town, the town, the town.
2: I like the town. Like, this, this is, is why I love to do a live show because otherwise we'd be like, what's that movie? I don't know. Okay, and then you guys are at home going, the town.
1: The person stopped next to you at the recording. red light like, are you okay? We also no. would have stopped recording so she could like perfect be like, it. So y'all are getting no. like, the, you're seeing how impossible. the sausage is made right here. I'm literally crying. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much more to
2: this quote. Yeah, there is. <laughs> Maybe you should start over. <laughs> nah, I won't do that to these nice people. Come on We're gonna just power through. <laughs> you got it. I woke. <laughs> I woke up with a tremendous jerk, sweating all over, <laughs> within an inch of falling out of bed. I got up, lit a cigarette, sat in a chair looking out the window. We're in New Jersey now. <laughs> it's veered off looking out the window at the Rockies and by the time the cigarette was done, I had the bones of the book firmly set in my mind. <laughs> Please don't tell him to listen, don't tweet him, don't <laughs> That's
1: change. Totally We're Tyler, if you're listening later it. in the future and you've already tweeted him, delete it. Please. Please. Tweet him. I think he has a sense of humor and I think he would appreciate it. Hopefully, this, yeah. hopefully. Well, the book was The Shining, Stephen King's third novel at the time and his top-selling novel to date. How many people have read it? Yeah. How many people have seen the movie? So you know there's kind of a stark difference between the two. (laughs) Uh, and like we said, Stephen King doesn't shy away from how he feels. He did not like Kubrick's version Dude, of if you, the movie. If it, you Google Stephen King, The Shining, like
2: almost every, or like Stephen King, The Shining interview, almost every title is like, Stephen King talks about why he hates the movie, The Shining. <laughs> Stephen King hated The Shining. Did you know? I'm like, yeah, because I Googled it. We all know. It's a lot.
1: Yeah. It's it. Every time they interview him about it. Yes. <laughs> One year earlier, King had been working on a book called Dark Shine about a psychic boy in a psychic amusement park. However, the book was abandoned after the author suffered writer's block. After his night at the Stanley, the story had returned to him, fully formed and better than ever. Sometimes you just got to take a break and go to Mm -hmm. a Haunted Hotel to finish your novel. Nothing more inspirational. Mm Mm-hmm. Though a stay in the hotel's room 217 helped inspire King to write The Shining, the Stanley Kubrick-directed film version of the book was not shot in Colorado. Instead, the exterior shots of the film were shot in Oregon at the Timberline Lodge, and the interior shots of the fictional Overlook Hotel were built on sound stages in England. The famous room number was changed from 217 in the book to 237 in the film at the request of the Timberline Lodge. Management of the hotel... Management of the hotel feared guests would not want to sleep in a haunted room. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so they asked for it to be changed to a non existent room number 237. The joke was on them however. According to the hotel's website, more than any other room, guests request to stay in 217.
2: Okay, so, the every place has Trip Advisor reviews. I don't know if that's good, but it's true. And we looked up the Trip Advisor reviews of the Stanley and the complaints are I mean, far that's and good. wide and that's stupid good. and wrong and I'm just going to go I'm going uh, when we get back, I'm writing a really thorough review.
1: We had a lovely time
2: of the Stanley. It was lovely and all. We and were
1: rain. nervous based on the Trip Advisor. Yes, reviews, it was so, so scary
2: and my but my favorite Trip supervisor review was like, The Shining wasn't filmed here. One star. And I was like... (laughs) That's not anybody's fault yeah. that works here at no. all. There has
1: anything to do with that. First no. of all,
2: they can't fix that. So not a good thing to argue about. And then also, like, it, you could have Googled where did they film The Shining. Yeah. That's on you. Yeah, I'm going to give you one star. Did not research. No.
1: You need to go to Kubrick's IMDb. If they give stars there, then give him a one star for not, not filming it there. You to yeah. follow it. Well, King has never... King's novel is a tragic tale of Jack Torrance and his slow descent into madness. Jack struggles with alcoholism, something King was also battling at the time he wrote the novel, and longs to be a good husband, father, and writer. After accepting position as the caretaker of the Overlook Hotel to try and repair his damaged family, the evil that lives within the hotel convinces Jack he must kill his wife, Wendy, and young son, Danny, who has telepathic abilities. Kubrick's adaptation had several major changes from the novel, particularly in how Jack, played by Jack Nicholson, was depicted.
2: I don't know Jack Nicholson personally. I do. Yet.
1: <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> probably well, doesn't tweet. <laughs> but, but I don't know that you could. Even if he read the book, and I'm, who knows if he did or not. And even if you're Stanley Kubrick, I don't know that you could really direct him much. He seems like he's like kind of a loose cannon. <laughs> I think Jack
1: does what Jack yes. wants to do. Yeah. Well, in the book, he's a sympathetic figure at first. And mm-hmm. then, you know, he beca- he's like the protagonist and the antagonist. In the movie, he just starts out. As Stephen King said, crazier than a rat in a... Shit-, shit house. Is that the expression? It's crazier than a shit house rat. There you crazier go. than a shit Thank house you. rat. Thank you. Again, we need this is why a lot of shows in the are better. room when we record <laughs> yes. so they can just yell things at us to help us. Um, so you never felt sorry for them. So yeah. there wasn't like a flip where you're like, oh, now I feel something. He mm-hmm. thought, which I think this would have been very interesting that Christopher Reeves should have had the part.
2: Interesting. I think that would It would have been, been scarier to see yes, somebody that everybody totally like so. picked like pictured as this Superman. like man. Yeah, he's a hero and he's Clark very lovable
1: and yeah, interesting.
2: Hot. Yeah, yeah, hot. He was. Uh, yeah, Christopher and, uh, Reeves could get it.
1: And Jack Nicholson had recently done One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest so everyone kind of already had that image of him so Stephen King was worried that people would also just like with Christopher Reeves you might see him as a Wholesome character that they would just look at Jack Nicholson and think he's just yeah he's, he's unhinged already yeah he's already you that's it. I, there's actors like that, though, where you see him and
2: stuff, and you're like, oh, that's always that person. Mm-hmm. And I think, especially if it's the movie after movie, you know, right in a row like that. So, yeah. yes. They didn't ask us when they adapted the novel. And I think that was, was probably because I wasn't born. Um, uh, you, no. So, that's probably what happened.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what year was it? 1970. 1970- <laughs> yeah, I was not either. Neither one of us were born. No. Nope. We're so rude. Yeah. They could have figured it out. <laughs> Well, King has never been shy about his feelings toward the films. Telling Deadline...
2: Last one, I promise. I think The Shining is a beautiful film and it looks terrific. And as I've said before, it's like a big, beautiful Cadillac with no engine inside it.
1: That was better. Sick, Shorter? Sick
2: burn also. That's right. And then he repeats that insult. There was, he was just on Drew Barrymore as I was watching it in the green room. And Drew Barrymore wants to uh, fuck Stephen King. <laughs> She was just like, Stephen King's changed all of our lives every day. I think about how important and amazing is. And if there's one person in the world who I could give all like, my organs to to save This is 4 o'clock in the
1: afternoon, Drew. Like, yeah, I was like, this, this is, is a daytime great. talk show. Yeah, uh,
2: But he repeated that same burn, and he said a big, beautiful car. So he didn't even call it a Cadillac. Oh,
1: so, yeah, he downgraded it. You're not even a Cadillac. You're just a car now. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, in 96, Stephen King returned to the hotel when he produced a miniseries remake of the film. Dubbed Stephen King's The Shining, (laughs) that was actually filmed at the Stanley. And it's starring Stephen Weber. Yes, Stephen Weber. That's right, that's right. Also, kind of hot. Yeah. He can kind of get it. Also, I liked Wings, that was a funny show. fucking what? hated that what? show what it was about pilots dude, <laughs> I, I don't know I couldn't get behind it that's I okay. thought
2: it was really boring it was a time in the 90s where it was a, any type of job they would be like that's a show yeah it was like radio that's a show and that's like news radio and then it was I, like news pilots. radio is one of my all time
1: oh. f- top five favorite shows oh I didn't know, know it was all time top oh, five was, I love it Damn. Yes. god news radio Hartman, Phil Hartman's like that's some of his best work dude Dave Foley. Take a moment. So good. R.I.P. R.I.P. for sure. While Kubrick's The Shining was not filmed at the Stanley, a different iconic film was shot in the hotel. A scene for the cinematic classic Dumb and Dumber (laughs) was filmed in the hotel's bar. While staying there, Jim Carrey requested to be put in room 217. However, after only three hours, the pet detective bolted from the room, never to return. (laughs) Do you like that I refer to him as the pet detective? So good. (laughs) There There's some actors that once they play a role, they're always that role, and he is always the pet detective. All right. Yeah, he came out and said, all righty then. No, it was before? No, it was after that. He had like hit after hit after hit in like one year. yeah. Well, to this day, he's never talked about what happened to spook him so bad. Oh man, Jim oh. Carrey. Yeah, uh, uh, he he like looked in the
2: mirror and it was like, "You'll never top Pet Detective," and he's like, "No." <laughs> in 2021 people will still refer to you as you're
1: Pet the Detective. one that hates eternal sunshine and the spotless i Line, don't right? hate it you said you hate she said she I it i feel
2: like it's one of those movies that everyone's like you have to watch it it's all good and if you do that to me i won't watch it just because you said to watch
1: it it's very it's a very good movie i know everybody's like it's so, so good that was the truman show like he's truman a show's of, great. Truman a Show's great a lot of great stuff
2: yeah. who's the bad guy ed harris He's oh, so hot, God! Dude. What's wrong? You with talked me? about how you oh, were so into so Ed Harris wrong. before.
1: <laughs> this Mountaineer's got you going. <laughs> I can't breathe, but my God, I'm horny. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> <laughs> well, the Stanley saw a boom in business after the release of Stephen King's book and Stanley Kubrick's film. Ghost hunters, thrill seekers, and lovers of the horror genre traveled from far and wide to walk the same halls that had inspired the iconic, terrifying tale. Long before King's Day, though, the hotel had a reputation for paranormal activity, with guests reporting sightings of Mr. and Mrs. Stanley long after they had passed. (laughs) (laughs) While some may think of a hotel full of guests would be a deterrent to guests, that is not the case with the Stanley. In an interview with the Post Crescent, a 16-year-old named Samantha told the paper, I wanted to stay in an active room, one with a ghost in it. (laughs) Her mom, Becky, shared a different sentiment. I didn't. (laughs) Her mom, idea, as the Stanley Hotel seems to be bursting with a variety of ghosts. Two types of hauntings occur within the Stanley, active and residual. While residual haunts are an energy imprint doomed to repeat itself for eternity, active haunts mean ghosts that have awareness and want to interact with the living. I
2: want to be open and honest with you all. I've seen several ghosts in my life, and my mom hates when I say this, but my mom's house is haunted. Because she still lives here. She refused to acknowledge it. <laughs> yeah, she refused to acknowledge it. My dad actually saw the ghost when he was alive, too. So, like, it was not just me, but it was a residual haunt of a woman running down this hallway in my parents' house, and the hallway, like, the hallway. Wall has cutouts to the living room. So it's almost like windows. So I could see, especially like around 3 o'clock in the morning, somebody running. And then I've also the guy, Witching hour. It's the witching hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I stayed up until last night. And the only thing I saw was Dr. Frazier Crane on the television as I watched <laughs> old episodes of Fraser. There's another one. They're like, a psychiatrist on the on the radio? That's a That's TV show. show.
1: <laughs> Heather <laughs> this morning said... Did y'all sleep? The wind was just banging the windows. I was like, I had one of the best nights of my life. It was great. I was like, well, we sleep with a lot of white noise on those. So we had like a fan and an app on our phone. She's like, well, I slept with Frazier, the whitest noise of all. <laughs> there is no, no whiter noise than
4: Kelsey Grammer. <laughs>
5: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Called Disneyland. Oh, that's your line. Called Disneyland for ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) By nightly spirits. The Stanley has activities to keep spirits well entertained in the afterlife. The hotel's music room is home to a grand piano. It is said the sound of music will drift from the room even when nobody, or at least nobody alive, is inside. It's thought that Flora sits at the bench and plays her favorite songs. And this
2: was part of our ghost tour last night, and Elizabeth told us that during the pandemic, when the hotel was closed, mm-hmm. that there were workmen out in the lobby. I do like that she's like, oh, they were. it was great because there were no guests here, so they just made a huge mess. They didn't have to clean it up. And I was like, well, I don't think workmen are... I mean, I get it. It's a messy job. But anyway, but she said that they kept saying, oh, somebody's playing music in there for us, but there was no one there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she said if people stayed above that above the music room in the guest room that she would say they would call down to the front desk and be like is the music going to stop at all but there was
1: no one there no one there and then we said the people above us were going to call down to the front desk and say why is there a trumpet Solo? down in the, and we're like that's just us because our stomachs are full of gas <laughs> <laughs> we got the altitudes
2: we got the which is the name of both what our, is
1: our affliction and our quartet our band <laughs> uh, what we need Okay, so are Paris and Tommy in it? Because a quartet's four. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I was or them a in. duet or a tootet. <laughs> a tootet. <laughs> a tutto. Oh, I've debated whether I should have said that, that's and now true. I'm like I shouldn't have. I <laughs> wish I hadn't.
2: Edit that out. Tommy, edit that out later. <laughs>
1: yeah, Tommy, edit that out. Another lively room, often filled with music, is the concert hall, built specifically for Flora Stanley, and located in a separate building east of the main hotel. But the living aren't the only ones that appreciate the sprawling space that's able to seat up to 300 guests. According to the Fort Collins, Coloradoan, is that what you guys call yourselves? (laughs) Oh, by the way, we got so many DMs because people in Connecticut are not
2: connectors, which would be great. Or Connecticuters, which would make sense. They're like, we're all nutmeggers. We're like... I was like, nope.
1: Give me a thousand guesses. I'm not guessing that. One. Not but even one time. The vectors makes way
2: more sense. Yeah.
1: Uh, Coloradoan makes a lot of sense. Totally, totally
2: makes sense. Colorado. Colorado. Colorado.
1: Do you say? Do you say Colorado or Colorado? Rado. That was a cacophony. <laughs> you say Rado. I say Rado, but I'm not from here, so I'm going to default to what you guys say.
2: You say Rado, I say Rado. I'll say
1: Rado. I'll say Rado. Colorado. Like, people are like, do you say Texas or do you say Texas? Texas. And we're like, Texas. Texas. Always. Yes. That's what I say before I drop it. <laughs> the hall is the location of the most active haunts on the property. Two active spirits wander the room. Paul, a former caretaker who seems to have maintained his duties beyond the grave and lucy an unregistered guest who took up residence in the concert hall down in a lower level room where lucy was said to stay visitors have reported having the door slam and reopen repeatedly likely in an effort to get all the tourists out of her room mrs stanley makes some appearances in the concert hall as well reportedly sitting in the same seat she was assigned during her life. This sounds like Mrs. Stanley sitting in the same seat she was assigned in her life sounds like me because
2: when I go to restaurants, I like to sit... In, in the, the same, same seat spot. that I sit every time. you like and a
1: mobster.
6: I,
2: sit, I do. Like, near the door, no back to the door. Uh, so I highly relate. But we went in here. We got to go in the concert did. hall last night. It was really cool. We yeah. learned about what happens when you die.
1: Uh, we did not know. Uh, apparently, there's some rules we didn't know. One, you can come back at whatever age you want. Yes. You never she- knew that. Yeah, we died and that was your age. No, and then you can come back wherever you want too. You just any
2: place you want to go. Yeah. It's fine. Um, although, if I, I mean, any, maybe this job I would want to do even if I died. But it was like, well, his job was to like throw out unruly people. Okay, not thinking about that, that would be a fun job to do in the afterlife <laughs> as well. Especially if you're a ghost, you scare the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, she was real clear and was like, don't. Believe what you read on the internet because the internet would have you believe that tragic things happen here, and every ghost in this place is happy. They want to be here. (laughs) They love the hotel. They're not scary. Management's not making me say this. None of them died here.
1: <laughs> she kept saying none of them died here. None so of them died. That's not true not one. one of them was crushed beneath the hotel. Yeah, yeah, that was later. Yeah, so Two of, of them like, died there. They didn't die
2: here. They died under here. <laughs> I was like splitting hairs. Uh, but yeah, I love that. It was like, don't. The internet's full of it. But she said, yeah, one person was an adult at the hotel. And then when they died, he chose to revert to a nine-year-old boy and sit in a stairwell for eternity. And I
1: was like... <laughs> (laughs) You know what? What do you always say? Don't yuck somebody's yum. I was like, all right. Well, if that's what you want to do. But uh, from what the internet told us was that Lucy had sought shelter down below, and then they kicked her out, and she froze to death, uh, Jack Nicholson style. But then Elizabeth was like, we have no proof that that happened she was like any evidence of that's been destroyed so
2: you can't prove that I'm just kidding she didn't say that uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of like this is a great happy place all the ghosts are very happy and they want you here it's like, right. and then that's when she said 40 years from now you'll come on a ghost tour and I'll be here and it's like oh god <laughs> what She's like, I'll be giving the tours. Because, I was like, you've predicted your own
1: death and our future. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? Are you real? Like, we never tried. We weren't, like, we never... I didn't touch like, her. So you're not, listener, you're not so. supposed to do that, so... Yeah. <laughs> she also used dowsing rods, which we tried to wait in line for our turn and we didn't get a turn (laughs) to which Heather said that was just fucking rude (laughs) (laughs) about the people that hogged the dousing off rod for so long that Elizabeth had to go back to the room and get them Because the tour had moved on. Because the tour is, it's not self-guided. There's a guide. But she's
2: like, just go on in the other room. Just keep walking. I was like, do people live down here? It looked like a dormitory. There was a mini
1: fridge. I didn't open it, but I should have. Probably could have because there was not supervision for whole swaths of the tour. She said before they clock out at night, they have to go back down to the basement to make sure no one's hiding. Yeah, she said, we don't want to make sure that none of the tour guests are still down here. I was like, is that... Frequent. That had to have happened. <laughs> There's is not that air? now on your checklist of closing duties? That has happened. <laughs> that definitely has happened. <laughs> or someone did spend the night well, down there.
2: At the end of it, she was like, y'all just come back up when you're done. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess you're done with the tunnel part. And yeah. it was a little bit of a cramped quarters down yeah. there. And, I mean, easily you could have hid behind something and stayed. Mm. Didn't, they wouldn't know.
1: That's where Pierre is, the <laughs> <laughs> The most haunted room at the Stanley is also the room that Stephen King stayed in, room 217. According to the Fort Collins... Coloradoan? Coloradoan. Colorado, oh, Coloradan? Yeah. All right. There's an O in there. There is an O. It's silent. The O is silent. Yeah. This right. is like the C is silent in Connecticut. Neither one of those words are spelled the way they should be. <laughs> I'm not trying to trick us. Well, experts attribute the ongoings of room 217 to Ms. Elizabeth Wilson, not our tour guide, but she wishes she, wishes she was. <laughs> Wait, is it? Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> I think it. She spoke very fondly of Mrs. Elizabeth she Wilson.
1: She did. That's because yeah. she was like I was. A, I mean, <clears throat> Mrs. Wilson <laughs> loved this hotel. <laughs> well, Mrs. Wilson was the hotel's original housekeeper. During a frightful storm in 1911, Mrs. Wilson was lighting the lanterns in the room when suddenly there was an explosion. The explosion was so powerful that it sent Mrs. Wilson crashing through the floor into the dining room below. Shockingly, she only suffered two broken ankles from the fall. It seems though that the house. <laughs> Would you expect more or less? It sounds Wait like more, she's right? for sure. It was like, it she was, was like a gas leak explosion. The center rocketing through a floor. <laughs> yes. she... to... That means she landed like <laughs> feet down. <laughs> she landed <laughs> like Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, just, I like to think she crashed through somebody's table. Yeah. Oh man. Whoa, my coat on blue. <laughs> well, she must have felt a connection to room two seventeen from then on. When she eventually departed from this world, guests reported still seeing her in the room, tending to her duties. Again, like I, it was a lovely hotel. Mm-hmm. Apart from this job, mm-hmm. I would never be like. You know where I'm going to spend the rest of my life? Work. I love cleaning garbage cans so much. You find so many
2: treasures in there. Mm -hmm. Q-tips, condoms, tissues, hair. Uh,
1: What was the first thing you said? Q-tips? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh God.
2: <laughs> you thought about it, it was because it's not a clean Q-tip if it's trash. No, 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 It's been in something. I got the visual. It wasn't good. And there's a lot of places it could have been. Mm. <laughs> there was. Any, it's kind of like whenever you are at a job and they're like, "You guys, we're a family here,"
1: and you're like, "You're tricking me!" You're like, not no, quit, not <laughs> my family loves me, and I go home to them every night. Like, my family's at home. My, my family, family doesn't have to pay me to love, to be with them. Like, I'm only here for a paycheck. Yeah, my family
2: doesn't yell at me when I don't, you know, if I show up late or if I just be like, I don't feel like coming today. Like, it's fine. We're family. Uh, I guess unless you're at the Olive Garden. If you are there, you are family. But that's pretty much the only that job that that's true at. So unless you, but there's, it's like this kind of like undercurrent of like, it's like, if you go to apply at the Stanley, they're like, just so you know, this is a job that doesn't end. Yeah. You can quit, but when you die, right back here, whatever age you want
1: to be, you can be any age you want. Yeah, yeah, you can pick your age, but you will be here for eternity.
5: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Some guests have reported extra housekeeping and objects moving. TikToker Dominique Galves stayed in the Stanley in February of 2021 and reported that as she took an afternoon nap in room 217, she felt a hand on her face and woke to see a shadow looming over her. Then throughout the night, she heard something going through my luggage and someone rifling through her purse followed by light footsteps. If you're a ghost and you steal somebody's wallet, you can't go to jail. That's the
2: rules. That's the law. So that might be a reason if you like to be a housekeeper and you're a little mischievous housekeeper, just into eternity, you can dig to people's shit.
1: I will say, though, um, we did discover pretty quickly that the doors don't really shut. No. So it'd be real easy for... And then, like, we were walking around and, like, doors were just, like, cracked, like, straight up. The Shining style was like, don't push that door open. (laughs) There should be a woman in a bathtub. Luckily, we only had showers. But, uh, yeah, so I hope it was a ghost or somebody was just, like, straight up in her room. (laughs) She got rifled through. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So here is something that happened to me last night. Oh. Oh, oh, So, yeah. Um, so I, we were sleeping, and I woke up because I had to go to the bathroom. And I sat up, and I was like, oh, Tommy's getting up to go to the bathroom. Because I saw, um, like, a shadow figure sitting on the end of the bed. Mm-hmm. And then I looked over, and Tommy was laying next to me asleep. And I was like, well, I still have to pee, so... <laughs> I'm going to get up. Uh, But I didn't feel, like, scared. It's also, like, I don't know. I had a couple glasses of wine. It could have been, like, (laughs) anything. But it could have also been a oh, shadow figure.
2: It was the red rum punch we had. It could,
1: yeah, it was the very overpriced red rum punch uh, that was good, but was it $16 a glass good? No, it wasn't. But the cherry, she's like, I'm going to go in the back and get you the special
2: cherries, and I'm only now just being like, what does that mean? Um, <laughs> because I 100% got a straw and was like, dig it down in there. I was like, I'm not leaving the cherry behind. No.
1: After she's I like, get it down, cherry. Uh, we did not know that cherries are are a big thing here, apparently. We thought
2: you were going to woo, so they're maybe no, not a big thing. I don't know.
1: What? Leanne, cherries? I, see, no? she also didn't know this, and she uh, is from the area. So um, when we were up there, like, everything had cherries in it. And then there was, like, all this stuff you could buy with cherries. No. Cherries were, like, a huge Paris, thing. They, they, Paris bought
2: a jug of cherry juice and was just yeah. sucking it down. No, it says, no sugar added. He goes, don't you want some of this? I'm like, no. Oh, no <laughs> I here. can see the label.
1: <laughs> well, um... I feel like we've been gaslit because cherries are not a thing. No. Peaches. Is it? Peaches?
4: Peaches? What?
1: Peaches? Peaches, peaches. peaches are my favorite peaches. fruit. We did not see any none of goddamn peach. I love peaches. There's like a
2: cabal of cherry farmers working with the Stanley management. Yeah. And t- there's cherry pie. yeah there's cherry uh, there's like a trailer that was like pies and I was tempted so you could that's how you get me
1: there was also a little shop called you need pie I was like I I do do. (laughs) every day always yeah every day of my life while Mrs. Wilson may have died her 1900s values did not unmarried guests staying in the room have reported that while sleeping in the bed they felt a cold presence come between them Upon waking, the male guest will often find his suitcase packed and by the door. <laughs> Apparently, Mrs. Wilson's way of letting them know it's time to check out. So passive aggressive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've taken
1: the liberty of packing your things. <laughs>
2: Uh, Or it's Mrs. Wilson's values are very 2021 because she's trying to slip on in that bed. A cold present? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. She's like, are you looking for a third? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Because of the great amount of snowfall at the hotel, which we witnessed. Yes. It was a flurry. But it seemed like a lot to us. (laughs) (laughs) Underground tunnels were formerly used to get between the main hotel and staff residences. One worker, the hotel's head baker, was sadly crushed to death. You know what? Was happily crushed to death. Yes. (laughs) I just want to say there's no evidence that he was sadly crushed. He was singing a merry tune and (laughs) dancing a jig when he was crushed to death by these rocks. And he's like, finally, I can stay here forever now. (laughs) Well, the tunnel caved in. And now it's said he stays down in the tunnel, forever walking back and forth to work. (laughs) Guests that have toured this part of the hotel have reported the smell of baked goods in the air. Well, we were down there last night, and this is where
2: Pierre lurks. Yeah. So they say he was a Frenchman that was staying at the hotel. No, he was was helping. I'm not staying at the hotel. He was working on the hotel. And that's when uh, our tour guide said... uh, he has appeared to others and I want him to appear to me and I try to lure him to appear to me and Tommy was like she's great Her, she had a very funny shtick cause then she said I like to sing the French National Anthem come on, join me and
1: then she started singing the French National Anthem <laughs> and everyone's like who's so impressive? <laughs> I don't know I barely know our anthem I don't know another country's anthem uh, can't
2: hit those high notes but she did say that uh,
1: some people has, have also heard hallo? <laughs> yeah <laughs> Hello. in 2019 the carriage house at the Stanley was painstakingly restored to keep the building's original structure while the original building housed automobiles it now serves as a restaurant and performance venue resident paranormal investigator at the hotel such a fucking cool job (laughs) goals Kalia Sek told the crew from Ghost Adventures that while visiting the preserved building she was grabbed and had her arm yanked on until she begged the ghost to let her go when the ghouls in the carriage house had been challenged, for instance, by saying that the building was abandoned and unimportant, fixtures have been known to come crashing down from the ceiling above. Again, if you're going to have to work the same job forever,
2: I don't think that, you know, harassment rules apply either. No. You can't be yanking on your coworker. You
1: but- can do whatever you want in the afterlife to the living.
2: Maybe they're trying to get fired because that's how they can move on.
1: Oh. Like, you have Damn. to help them cross over yes, from it's like their the limbo. place of employment to wherever else they want to go.
2: You, they have to let them, like, lay them off. Like, you're free They're, they're all trying.
1: Yeah. Arguably the most haunted hotel is the fourth. The fourth floor. Here the disembodied voices of children laughing, never fun, can be heard. Doors open and slam shut by themselves, and lights flicker on and off. When the hotel was originally built, the fourth floor was an attic. It then became the floor dedicated to rooms for female employees, their children, and nannies. It's the playful giggling that guests hear from the children that once called the hotel. Oh, they were very happy. None of them died there. None of the they children all, died. They all lived very happy lives. That's what she said about the other one. He lived to be 90. He lived a very long life. It's like, how do you know any of this? <laughs> Have you kept up with the little boy? <laughs> and they all came back here because they spent a week at the Stanley. That was just epic. They loved it so much.
2: Yeah, that's every one of them was like, they this, these kids are not tragic ghosts. They're joyful ghosts. So Mm -hmm. if you see them at the foot of your bed, just get up and play with them. Like, what are you doing? It's
1: rude. If you could be any age when you're a ghost and go back to anywhere, what are you choosing? I could go anywhere? Well, that's what she said. You can haunt anywhere and be any age you want. (laughs) This isn't in any like religious text. It's just like,
2: (laughs) this is what I think what happens when you die. I would be, oh man. If I could be any age... Oh, this is a good question. Maybe my physical peak. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which isn't today. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. Maybe like, like 19, 18, 19, 20. And then, but I have the brain of old me, but the perky tits of young me. Yeah. And, I mean, you can create yourself however you want in Elizabeth's Wait We can Frankenstein ourselves. That's yeah. true. Um, the ass of today and the tits of yesteryear. Um. <laughs> A memoir by Heather <laughs> <laughs> Or title of your sex tape, although I don't know mm-hmm. if you want to... <laughs> Uh, and then Haunt Anywhere? Oh, man, that's a good one, too. I've probably, like, uh, all my enemies. We talked about this. Yeah, yeah, you're going
1: to your enemies' fuck houses. With them. Yeah. yeah,
2: Torment them, whisper just, like, all their deepest secrets in their ear. or Not deep, like, their deepest um, insecurities in their ear. Like, people really do hate you. And they're like, <laughs> I'm a monster. <laughs> you think I'm nice. I'm, I think I'm pretty nice, but I hold grudges. Mm-hmm. I never forget. <laughs> she has a book. She <laughs> has a book. Laugh nervously. <laughs> like... <laughs> what about you? What, what age
1: are you going to be? Oh. What year of tits are we getting for me? <laughs> Tent year, I'm going to go, like, 17. Nice. Yeah. Honestly, like, 17, like, 96 was a good year for me. Yeah. go like find wine. Yeah. These are where the 96 tits. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, just like, it was just like, it was, I was a junior in high school. That's how old I am. Uh, it was <laughs> just, like, a super fun year. So, but I want to have the brain of me. Yes, same. So I can go back to all, like, the boys and be like fuck off you're nothing <laughs> you're gonna amount to nothing yeah you're like you see these tits you're never getting them now <laughs> yeah but then I'm gonna find Tommy in whatever universe he's in and then so we're still gonna get together and we're still mm. gonna have our ghost children so we're still gonna li- but basically I just want 17 year old tits is what on your oh, own like body on yeah, I'm not like I don't Come want on. them I like want them on me I want my whole self from 17 yeah Not the brain. Not the brain. No, my brain was garbage. Same. Yeah. Man, I found my my, uh, uh,
2: poetry spiral. Oh, God. I just felt embarrassed
1: for you. Leanne just threw her head back and left. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm writing poetry. God. Oh, God, yes. I found a diary at my mom's house, and I opened it, and I immediately was like, <laughs> nope. I like was just like, oh the, the shame. Yeah, it washed over me. The good thing is cause when
2: we were younger and my poetry spiral is I can choose to share that with you, but I went down a I was reading Vox articles about cringe TikTok today.
1: Oh and like you're it's out
2: there forever. Dunzo, you're couch guy all of a sudden, and you didn't yeah. want to be couch guy. Yeah. You didn't want to be lady singing her sad like September in New York song, but you become that mm-hmm. man, yeah. not me. My Poem September in New York will stay private till I'm ready
1: (laughs) yeah Lord Dunraven the man responsible for seizing control of much of the land that Stanley was built on through manipulation techniques in the late 1800s is said to have checked into the Stanley but never checked out he previously built a hotel of his own in the area that burned down in 1911 (laughs) he died at age 85 in 1926 and it seems he never left his beloved Estes Park According to Sek, a historic Hotels of America inspector was given a tour to Inspector Stanley. In room 401, when the hotel employee opened the closet door for the inspector, he screamed, claiming he saw a man standing in the closet staring back at him. There was a mirror. <laughs> Don't you leave that part out of the story. But the door had been unlocked and someone had <laughs> just hit it. It was there. Lord Dunray. But uh, on the walls um, next to 401, there was like a plaque. They really lean into it. Like the Stanley is like, we have ghosts. Come here. This is the only thing that's keeping this hotel open. So they have like uh, uh-huh. everything shining themed too. Like I went Very. to get brunch and they were like, do you want
2: the rise and shining? And it's like bacon and eggs and potatoes. And then my favorite was like the room 217 special and I was like, is that the one where the ladies boobs fall off because of the, pull- the mm-hmm. bathtub and they're like, it's marscapul french toast. I was like, just like in the book.
4: Oh, yeah, like, not in the book. Uh, yes. but
1: yeah, they, they do definitely lean we in. We had the red rum at the bar and then we had the filet medallions with the room 217 red wine demi sauce. Yeah. Or, yeah. I had some good
2: Colorado cider.
1: Did yeah. I say Colorado right? Yeah. Colorado. Mm-hmm. Had a hedgehog on the can. <laughs> Colorado, but you still had the JFK. There were still eggs. Like Colorado. Some Massachusetts
2: my fellow Coloradoans.
1: Man, I've said Rado my whole life. I got to switch to Rado. <laughs>
2: That's how they sorry know. Sorry, guys.
1: That is how they know. If you know. go I'm into I'm a
2: dispensary and you're like, I'm so glad to be in Colorado, they're like, get out.
1: They're like, uh, slam the door <laughs> in my face. Like, I'm so sorry. You're yeah. not worthy
2: of this good, good
1: I'm bush. like, but I'm from the Texas. And they're like, okay, you can come in. It's fine. I'm trying
2: to be cool with talking about drugs because when we were in Portland, I did drugs. <laughs>
1: Heather did drugs, you guys. <laughs>
2: I was like, are we doing marijuana chews today? <laughs> and Christy and Tommy were like, I don't, don't want to waste this on you. <laughs> <laughs> it, I took my calcium chews and now I'm going to do my marijuana yeah. chews. <laughs> So I gotta She be cool did
1: have to Google first if they were gluten-free. <laughs> I did. They were. They, they were. were. Yeah, they were. Uh, and it was a, a very funny thing.
2: I recently, when I got my colonoscopy recently, which I kept calling being anal probed, and my doctor was like, could you not refer to it as that? I'm like, no. But I he will was only
1: refer to it like <laughs> He was that. also
2: doing an endoscopy, and I was like, so I'm going to call it Chinese finger trapping, and he was like, no, please. Shout out to, shout out to Dr. Martin, who's been more inside me than any lover. Um, He was very gentle. He's great. Wow. He's so man. uh, Anyway, I could go on about how much I love my gastroenterologist. I mean, you've got to. Can't just let anybody up and sign there. Yeah, Uh, but whenever I was getting ready for it, they were like, "Okay, like you know, do you smoke tobacco? No, like how many alcoholic beverages do you have a week? Whatever." And she's like, "Have you ingested any illegal substances in the last two weeks?" And I we had gotten back from Portland, and I was like. No.
1: not know and it's I was like
2: inside yes, yes but I was in Portland and it was legal and I can't get in trouble and she was like I don't I just have to mark a paper
1: she's um, like I'm like,
2: not gonna knock you out it was like my first time saying yes They're
4: like,
1: if you see it coming up there I swear we were in a state where it's too criminalized fine well room 428 is considered to be one of the most haunted rooms on the property those that have stayed here have claimed to see a ghastly cowboy. Those familiar with the area believe this could be the ghost of Rocky Mountain Jim Nugent, the first guide of Estes Park and a famous hunter and trapper. As fate would have it, the cowboys survived a grizzly bear attack only to later be shot to death by a rival guide. That is such a bitch. <laughs> You're like, we fucking invincible. I'm like you could not take me down? They're like, you know, a can, a bullet, you can't can't outrun that. Also, now we have a person that exploded <laughs> and another one who followed. Everyone up. is happy that lives at the Stanley. All the ghosts are happy. <laughs> 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 well, known as a ladies' man while alive, female guests say the ghost of the cowboy can be quite quite handsy. Some have felt a ghostly goose from behind. <laughs> While others have received a kiss from beyond the grave as they lay sleeping. God. <laughs> Heather goosed me in the tunnel last night. <laughs> I thought it was Pierre, and I was like... And she's like, I'm sorry, does this disappoint you? It was just me? I was, I was writing notes in my notebook.
2: <laughs> and then just took my pen, and I'm like, but... <laughs>
5: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: It is not uncommon for historic hotels to boast claims of paranormal activity. What has contributed to the Stanley Hotel earning the reputation as one of the most haunted hotels in the United States. It could be because the hotel is built on quartz and limestone as well as nearby flowing water. These natural features are known as conductors of energy. Kalia set confirmed to the Discovery Channel that anytime there is an area with a high level of ghostly energy, it's usually near one of these features. And that was there's a
2: bunch of rocks in the basement.
1: There were. It's holding stomp. it up. So I mean, the, that was, <laughs> the whole area is kind of just a giant rock, right? And that's a mountain for you. Yeah, that's one a
2: mountain. Big, one big rock. Yeah. yeah. I go- when I was Googling, do mountains make you fart? Um, <laughs> before I got to make you, so I typed in do mountains, and it popped up and said have roots, and I was like, I want to know that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like some theory the geologists are all about I guess you can't re- they're like it's iceberg style man that shit goes oh, deep
1: like you don't you only see like 10% of it the rest is underneath I guess so. Damn,
2: It's one of those you can't prove it. There's no evidence. of No, there, there's like people that study it. I'm going to get DMs now. Me and science, I got to stay away uh, yes.
1: from
2: that. I'm telling you, after I said Aragon instead of Argon beams on a Patreon segment, never live that down. I think about it every day. Like I said, I have hold grudges also against myself. So,
4: <laughs>
7: Just
2: look in the mirror and I'm like, hey, nice today,
7: Aragon.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: Anytime you think you're getting too big, just say Aragon. Yeah. There's always like, somebody... Colorado, <laughs> or when we forgot Neptune when we listed all the planets. On. Yeah, <laughs> or when you said Canadian currency was a loony. No, it or uh, like a doony or versus a toony. It, you called it a loony, but it's a toony. There's like it most, is a loony, but it don't. was a toony. There's like two know. different
2: ones, and I said one of them wrong, and I clearly did not learn from my mistake. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, there. I guess it goes down all the way to when it gets the the creamy chit center out of, the the earth. Side of the earth. Yeah.
1: If, if there's a mountain on one side of the earth and you turn it, the rest of it's sticking out the other end. <laughs> a fixture inside the hotel is thought to be another conduit of spiritual energy. The grand staircase in the Stanley has been given the moniker, the vortex. <laughs> as some believe it is a paranormal portal due to the tornado of ghostly activity. According to nightly spirits, hotel guests report feeling cold spots on the stairs, as if a spectral being passed right through them. Others have felt dizzy. When guests later review pictures they've taken on the staircase, they've noticed the images are distorted or show unexplained orbs. Mr. and Mrs. Stanley have also been seen on the staircase, lovingly walking hand in hand. Oh, So nice.
2: I I experienced this. always cold on that staircase? Uh, yeah. Extremely same. dizzy, short of breath. <laughs> Turns out that's altitude sickness. Yes. Full of
4: farts. Different. That's part yes. of the
1: vortex for you. <laughs> Zach Bagans, of course, stayed at the famed hotel. Woo! <laughs> not wanting to wrestle the spirits in his room. You've, now, this accent impression, she's going to kill. You guys know that. <laughs> Zach told the camera,
2: as soon as I got my keys, shut the door, I pretty much said, all right, listen... I'm gonna have to get naked a couple times <laughs> to take a shower. Sometimes up in the night, I get up to get water, and I can't guarantee I'm wearing everything. <laughs> and he just shouts this into the camera, and there's a young man next to him who's got his hands in his pockets, who's like, "Hi, I'm an intern here. Why are you?"
4: <laughs>
1: Stop that. <laughs> well, if they weren't dead already, they would be after that.
2: <laughs> so the ghosts are like, "I can't move on. This is my final resting place." Zach Bagans, ding dong. <laughs>
1: I'm out of here. <laughs> Zach told Madame Vera, the hotel's resident psychic, also another killer job, <laughs> that he felt unwelcome by the hotel's ghost. Soon as I started walking down the hallways, I started
2: immediately picking up on a feeling different people were checking me out. <laughs> and it didn't feel too welcoming. All I know is that maybe just me? Yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Madame Vera then pointed at Zach telling fellow ghost hunter Aaron they want him out. (laughs) They speak for... The ghosts speak for us all. (laughs) He was like, I think I saw a
2: ghastly figure walk past me. And she's like, no, that's an employee. (laughs) There's complaints. Just Please leave. (laughs) The doors don't shut all the way, so we have seen you hanging brains, (laughs) sir. Also, the windows are very open. (laughs) (laughs) Do you
1: think... It wears a tiny affliction t-shirt. <laughs> it's definitely pierced. There's definitely a chain of some sort. 100%. You can't convince me otherwise.
2: You know how they make those, like, cozies for your, like, beard that look like a tiny sweater? <laughs> mm-hmm. Is yeah. that, but it's much smaller. <laughs> I will say, I want to say this. Somebody on the Instagram comments, of which all I read, I read them all. Um, and so be nice. <laughs> if someone's like, your show fucking sucks, I'm like, oh, I'm going to write your username down. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm like, fair enough. You don't have to like it. But someone was like, I'm hurt that you insulted Zach Bagans. And I was like, he does enough to himself every day just waking up like that. <laughs> I don't think we're doing anything to his reputation. <laughs>
1: no. Author and paranormal investigator Richard Estep. Told out there, Colorado. The <laughs> one of the most unique aspects of the Stanley is that the ghosts there are reported to haunt the hotel didn't actually die there.
2: Usually, haunted locations have a history with lots of blood and death, but the Stanley doesn't have that, which often takes people aback. They want to know how many deaths have occurred here, and it's about as many as other hotels, which is to say, not that many. <laughs> but some. Yes,
1: not zero. <laughs> <laughs> Rather, they chose to return and spend their afterlife at the Stanley, leading Eastep to believe. They deeply love this hotel, and I'm being paid by management to say this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he, uh, he and Elizabeth, uh, she did mention her husband. She did not mention his name, yes. Richard Eastep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The dead aren't the only ones that love the Stanley. Hundreds of tourists flock to the hotel daily to enjoy a drink at the same bar Stephen King was served, stroll through the hedge maze that was installed in 2015, (laughs) partake in one of the famous nighttime ghost tours of the hotel and grounds, and if they're brave enough to stay the night in one of the haunted rooms and have their things rifled through, <laughs> <laughs> or have uh, a kiss given to you just in the middle of the night. You get spooned by the lady that survived an explosion. <laughs> you know she knows how to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> There are no shortage of guests that are adamant that they have had an encounter with someone or something from the other side. When Town Square NoCo asked for readers to submit their scariest encounters, there were several spine-tingling submissions. Ghost kid at the end of my bed in the middle of the night.
2: Half skull face, half regular, pale ghost face. (laughs) we went in the elevator and met an older man when we turned to say goodbye he was gone I swear it was a ghost (laughs) I've had a water bottle thrown at me (laughs) (laughs) doors slam a small ball rolled down the hallway on the fourth floor and I had a little girl clearly say hello in the basement (laughs) My husband was at the Stanley with his family. They took a group photo standing in front of a railing. When the picture was developed, you could see the railing through their legs. (laughs) My in-laws are ghosts. (laughs) Did not die there. Uh. We were walking around the hotel, and my daughter had a fairly big strand of hair go horizontal. Her hair was wet, so it was not static electricity. (laughs) And she's not the spokesperson for Wendy's hamburgers, either. (laughs) (laughs)
1: And perhaps the scariest encounter of all. A salesman tried to sell me a timeshare. (laughs) (laughs) We did encounter a girl on the stairs last night that we walked up and her friend was taking a picture and her hair was all staticky. (laughs) And Heather goes, you've been touched. (laughs) And then we just walked off. We said that to a minor and then we just walked (laughs) off. (laughs) Like nothing had happened.
2: yeah. Uh, when we were trying to, y'all, when we were checking out today, y'all went downstairs, and me and Paris were going to meet y'all, and he, he shocked the shit out of himself on the elevator. <laughs> and the elevator is like from here to us now. It's also the original elevator. It's very cool. I wish they would have told me that before. I wrote it about six times. <laughs> like it's from 1909. <laughs> and they're like, we updated it in the 40s. I was like, it's not making me feel better. Um, but yeah, so I think it may be a little mountain of electricity, or he also was touched by a ghost because maybe the elevator operator was like, get your hands off my buttons. That was when they said that, like, the elevator, they said, you know, it's haunted by the operator, and they go, well, he, you know, you get on, and you push a button, and he'll just take you to the other floors. So, again, you just, it's a free-for-all.
1: Yeah. You're like, I didn't want to go to the, four. there's four floors, first of of all. So, he doesn't let do his thing. He doesn't have a lot. He's just stuck in this (laughs) three-by-three box for the rest of his life. And then the handle doesn't work anymore, because it's no No. longer hydraulic. I tried it. In time he goes, it's welded shut. I'm like, damn it. Because <laughs> again, somebody fucked with it, and they're 100%. Like, this is why you have to check and grab a nose ring to your checklist. Weld the thing shut, check the basement for guests. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> well, if you're looking for some spooky fun this Halloween season, check out the haunts of the Stanley Hotel. After all. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. (laughs) Just beware of any creepy twins in hallways or what might be lurking behind your shower curtain. And if you decide to venture into the hedge maze on a cold, wintry night, make sure you dress warmly. Otherwise, you may be spending your afterlife alongside Mr. and Mrs. Stanley, a prudish housekeeper, and an overly affectionate cowboy. But also, you can just step right over that maze and walk <laughs> right. back in. So it's fine. You're totally fine. And
2: even not if you do, die out there, if you do die there. They will tell your family you did not. <laughs> like,
1: or they'll say, it's it's "Crazy, they, they died do doing what they love, figuring out a puzzle. They That's couldn't true. have been happier. Look at their smiling frozen face. <laughs> Everyone is happy here." <laughs> (laughs) Well, so what do we think? Oh, man. Well, I think it's haunted. (laughs) Elizabeth told us, and I quote, every day I come to work, I have multiple paranormal encounters. We're like, we didn't have any yeah. and we're with you during your shift <laughs> well the dowsing rods they kind of crossed at City. one point the dowsing rods kind of crossed at one point
2: true true yeah uh, well and she was yeah cause she's she's getting real playful with the ghosts and she's like sometimes the, when I ask the ghost a question cause she said cross the dowsing rods to prove that you're here and then the dowsing runs went opposite, and she was like, sometimes he does that for jokes. And I'm like, Is it? or the, again, the ghost, you're stuck there forever, you're like, I want to fuck with this uh-huh. lady. It's mean. Uh, no, I mean, it definitely, I mean, something, we talked about this at the Kel's Irish Tavern, or the Kel's Irish Pub, when something's been around that long, there's just energy in kind of the building itself of like, these are the same stairs. Also, it's hard to build stuff with all the technology we have nowadays. They were with rulers and hammers and whatnot. They're for them that it still stands to this day (laughs) yeah mostly pretty much the same yeah (laughs) um so yeah so I think there's you know when you something like that that had a bustle of people back then and it's especially people there that are she also said that Flora would hold seances Mm -hmm. so she maybe conjured stuff back then she goes it wasn't weird or spooky back then everyone had seances after dinner like
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think you mean coffee (laughs) (laughs) says You know those little things that
2: are twisted and you bake them in the oven. Did you mean a croissant? <laughs> okay, well,
1: uh, so there may have been some like, con- you know, yeah, like residual energy. Well, an
2: inadvertent conjuring back mm-hmm. then that the ghosts were like, or sh- open up like a hell mouth, like Buffy yeah. style, so
1: yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think th- I've uh, Tommy and I both agreed that in what was the billiards room. Mm-hmm. There was like an, an electricity kind of like we felt in Kell's Irish pub. True. Yeah. I never felt like anything malicious, probably because they're all like, we have to pretend we're happy, even if they're not. <laughs> they had to pretend. So, yeah, I think, you know. Yeah, there's like definitely an energy there. And it was yeah.
2: cool to go his, for the historical part. I mean, Google it in advance. They didn't film the movie there.
1: Uh. We did. Uh, we forgot to, uh, you, we did the ghost radar. Oh, yeah. Let me pull up, let me pull up my ghost radar app. As soon as we talk about Ghost Raiders, see... (laughs) We just had some paranormal activity up here. Pierre! Oh, Yes. Uh, so, it. when we were at Kell's Irish Pub, we used an app on Heather's phone, very scientific, to detect if there was anything around. And it will say, like, presence detected. And then it tells you their horoscope sign, which I don't know why we needed That's to great. know that. but And, like, the color of their aura and stuff. But then it also, like, words will appear that, like, describe it or what they're thinking. And we... Got the same word in every single room. <laughs> Two out of three. Don't know why. The first one we were in the billiard
2: room, and I pulled out. It's called Iovilus, which I'll I'll put in the show notes because uh, everyone always DMs and is like, "What's the good? What's the app?" Um, and it, these are the three words we got: bacon, <laughs> <laughs> prayer, cannot. Yeah, no. and then when we were in the concert notch with this tour guide, yeah, <laughs> and then we were in Paul's room, which is beneath the concert hall. We got bacon, <laughs> threat, and fear. <laughs> and then finally, no, that was another one. Then we were at the end of the hall, past the rooms in the lobby area of the concert concert hall, and we got bacon <laughs> and grandfather.
1: Yeah. So, bacon was a constant thread. So,
2: when I got my Rise and Shining, they asked me if I wanted ham, bacon, or sausage. I went with bacon. Oh, yeah. That's what they
1: were telling me, like, get the bacon. (laughs) They were trying to help you out. Yeah. They
2: still work for the hotel. They're like, go to the lodge and get brunch. (laughs)
1: Yeah. uh, It was super fun. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be fun. We didn't get to stay in, like, one of the haunted rooms and do, like, the ghost package where they give you, like, EVP readers and a coffee mug that says Red Rum. So uh, it'd be cool to go back and like stay in like one of the super haunted rooms
2: and try to conjure something. Bring yeah. a Ouija board. Yeah. Um, okay, well, maybe I won't. Not in Colorado. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, no, I, and I think too, it's kind of. It's, this shows the the whole story especially about how you know it kind of was falling into disrepair in the 70s and how they have really embraced the whole Stephen King part i think it shows the power of like art and a really good story and how it inspires people and now like if you really think about it it's like a whole economic system going on up in the mountains because of the ghost stuff, the Stephen King stuff, all that kind of stuff. So it was, uh, it's just a story about how Stephen King's graded on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll try. I'm sorry. I listened to his audiobook so many times, and I just can't.
1: I can't wait for him to read all these tweets and <laughs> reply to us. Oh. I'm very excited about it. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's going to be great. Yes. Oh. Uh, I'm very excited. Maybe we it.
2: can get on a Zoom, and he can have oh, walk God, me yeah. through how to talk like him. That's and then hey, I can walk awesome. him through how to talk like me.
1: <laughs> yeah, you which know is what?
2: nothing. I have no accent. You so. can
1: talk more like Stephen King than he can talk like you. I guarantee it. And he'll be like, "I've just. Wa- I'm just going to go watch King of the Hill episodes to get it right." <laughs>
2: Bobby Hill. That's what you sound like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So that's the Stanley Hotel, you guys. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, so, um, so normally, um, we do something for our Patreon, but we kind of wanted to do it for you guys tonight. May we? Uh,
2: we have, ladies and gentlemen, live. If anybody
1: has any grievances, <laughs> uh, I don't know how, it's upside
2: down. There, there we go. Um, so may we have from Ella and or any of our staff friends uh, a microphone set up over here for covid reasons don't line up but um if you have a grievance late in a few minutes i'm going to ask you to yell i have a grievance and then i'd like you to walk over to the microphone and talk to it um again because we had dms that were like we can't hear people yelling in the audience which is fair so we're gonna have you talking to a mic but to get it started if you're not a patreon subscriber that's cool but we're gonna let you in on our little secret here so judge Christie usually resolves uh disputes from the news uh or things like that but we're also now having people write in with grievances and so I like to get her started with a, like a little grievance my um,
1: rulings are global and they cannot be challenged yes.
2: <laughs> she <laughs> is the highest court in the land yes. and the land is all of the world <laughs> Both sides of the mountain, pointing on either side. Um, So I've told you a couple of grievances, and this is fun because then I, like, rack my brain for some stuff. It's almost kind of vaguely like, am I an asshole, too? But that's fine. So here, this was happening multiple years ago, um, and I worked in an office, and I uh, decided to be a cool kid and join a fantasy football league. Mm -hmm. Have I told you this story? I don't know. I don't think I have. Uh, so uh, uh, a guy we worked with, like, ran the Fantasy Football League and, you know, was excited about it. And a friend of mine was like, she said, I'm going to win this Fantasy Football League. And she checked the score, like, every week. She was, like, studying players. I would just... Pick the fun names or like if they were hot or like the teams that I thought the mascots were the coolest. Um, so I wasn't really like playing for keeps, but just, you know, I would follow it just to see if I was winning. So when you run a, a fantasy football league, you are the commissioner is what you're called. And we all did this through like Yahoo sports or whatever. And so if you're logged in as the commissioner, You have God powers. So you can go and retroactively change things, you know, even after the week closed. And then if you're the commissioner, then you toggle on to sign in as just a player. I
1: know where this is going. (laughs) So
2: my really enthusiastic friend who always checked the scores was like checking Tuesday morning when the final Monday night football scores were in. And she checked Monday night after the game. And she was in the lead by like a lot. Well, when we looked up Tuesday morning the commissioner had changed mm-hmm. his team and suddenly was winning, had put all these players on the bench. And so we had created a group chat uh, to discuss fantasy football. Again, I was never going to win this. We put like $10 in or $20 in, but.
1: <laughs> principles
2: are principles. You know, I like to leave notes. <laughs> yep. And so I just chatted the whole group chat and was like, hey man, uh, why did you change all your scores to the whole group chat? And he got really mad at me and he private messaged me and was like, you made me look like a real asshole to everybody.
1: You made yourself look like a real asshole. Right?
2: And so he was like, I'm just going to give everybody $20 back or whatever, like, fuck you. And And he admitted to cheating? Well, um, he said that there was a misunderstanding and he didn't really understand what he was doing. (laughs) always then felt like this shame that I was like a monster to my coworker and fronted him out in front of the whole group chat but also I thought the people had right to know. <laughs> um he was like You, you are a whistleblower <laughs> I was a whistleblower. That's what Minnie Kaling says, when a kid does it it's tattling. When a hot woman does it it's whistleblowing <laughs> Um But uh, yeah, so I've always like felt this kind of slight guilt that I was a monster for um fronting him out when Putting I I could have just privately messaged him and be like hey did you make a mistake but instead I was like just wanted to know Jared why did you cheat? <laughs> because name wasn't Jared but uh, but just and yeah he, he made it sound like I was a monster
1: no he's oh, a monster thank you so he didn't even deny it he just gave everyone their money back to say like yeah I know I cheated here you go I don't think
2: he it was like a, a settlement, like an out of court settlement of like we admit to no wrongdoing <laughs> But it was like – I think he was – his argument was like when you're logged in, the website can be confusing, and he thought he was changing it for it the – It was the end of the season. Well, it was like halfway through the season, So, but it was like my this one person was like, I'm going to win, I'm going to win, and then this was like – I mean, there was wrongdoings. There was yeah, like a, a time stamp too, where it says like oh, how you're logged you hit him with in. Time
1: stamp. Um, uh, like Hedon Hedon McKinney that. brings
2: receipts. <laughs> <laughs> I was like eh, screenshots from. Uh. Okay, good. Well, I've harbored this for decades. Well, <laughs>
1: shame. I recuse you of any shame. Oh my gosh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. So it can be something like that, or if you like, we talked about one time Paris.
2: Um, we're still gonna get married despite this, but. Um, <laughs> He um, vehemently believes that donuts are dessert and not breakfast food. What?
1: No. I know.
2: Yeah. No, Thank you. Know. Now I'm publicly having people boo you.
1: Thank controversial. you. It's controversial. It's very I'm sorry. I didn't mean to gavel for you. You can gavel. Oh, multiple gavels, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, so something like that, like a, a petty disagreement with someone in your life. We've had someone who, uh, of ex, sent them a receipt for their whole relationship. Not
1: a receipt, a ledger. It was a
2: ledger, that's right.
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: Money that each of them had spent on one another. Listen,
1: is that, was that Polybius? Yes. Yes. No. Yes. 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 No,
2: that was no. Tacoma. That
1: no, was Tacoma. No, yep. Yeah.
2: Where have we been? Where are we now?
1: Uh, We're in Denver, uh, I'll tell you that. So if you have one, just yell out, I have a grievance. I
8: have a grievance.
1: Haley, please come to the microphone and share it with us. One of
2: my favorite things. Thank
1: you. Woo!
2: Feels good to say that. I have a grievance.
4: All
2: right, what's your name? I'm Haley. Hi, Haley. Haley.
7: Hey, big band. Oh, I'm really nervous. Okay. Don't be. Don't be real cool. So, like, I'm pretty sure I'm the asshole here. Like, just <laughs> going to put that out there. So, I uh, think... Okay. <laughs> She's got my back. So, long story short, my neighbor got pregnant.
2: Hell yeah. And I mean, if they wanted that.
7: So, we're really good friends, and my husband...
1: I'm so nervous. I'm just we're like fine. we're all friends here. Yeah. Appreciate
7: you. If you're thank nervous, you
1: I told like hundreds of thousands of people that I took a shit in my car in a bag. <laughs> so, <laughs> That
7: that did this. make me feel better. Thank yes. you. you yes. That's what this. we say. Yeah. Everybody
1: I I took that embarrassment out of the room just now. <laughs> thank fine. you. You're yeah.
7: That, I'm very confident now. Okay, so, good. My neighbor and I are really good friends, and this bitch. (laughs) Are you? (laughs) So my husband is deployed, and, like, when he left, I was like, hey, you can't get pregnant till he gets back, and I get pregnant too. Like, we have this, like, pregnancy pact. You got a pregnancy pact, yeah. For sure. Like, we're in high school, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, all the kids did. (laughs) And she just told me, so... I planned this really big, like, snowboard trip, and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry you can't go, because you're pregnant now, oh, and you're not allowed to go, and I realized that that is really petty, <laughs> but, like, my husband's going to be back, and I'm not going to be pregnant yet, so, like... Mm-hmm.
4: Yay. Yay! Yeah! Yeah.
7: Oh, a malicious snowboard so, trip.
4: Yeah,
7: so,
1: like, that's my issue. Like, am I an
7: asshole? Did, did you, like... No.
1: Did you know, did you plan it after you knew she was pregnant? For sure I did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you... 100%, 100%. Do you otherwise like snowboarding a lot? Is just No. Oh, no. Jesus Christ. I was trying to give you an out, and no, you were like, like, uh, like nope. No. Tub, we're getting sushi every night. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, we, we got lane. the Epic Pass, like,
7: specifically because active duty military is, like, wicked cheap. Like, oh, okay. we were like, ah, $100 Epic Pass. I'm not pregnant. What's up? So, <laughs> am, am I. Am I a jerk? It's, what, okay. it's really the is really the
1: question. What is the timeline between your husband getting back and then you going on your trip? Like a month. Okay. Like... Here's what's going to happen. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no. So Carvat is going to catch up to you. And you are going to be knocked up before you go on that trip. Yeah. But well, also, Congratulations. Go- up
2: on a snowboard trip. Oh
1: yeah. Not that, on a snowboard. That about uh, a story to tell your kid one day about how they were conceived. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've got to get a reality show out of that. Um, you know, is it no? I'm saying it should be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you I'll, get I'll pregnant on yeah. a snowboard, somebody put that on TV. I wanna see. Well, that.
2: they had that show. I didn't know I was pregnant, and this is I didn't know how I got pregnant.
1: <laughs> I was fucking on a snowboard. <laughs> um when you planned it, were you thinking I'm doing this because I'm Specifically. mad? Specifically, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I was like, you know, she
7: likes snowboarding.
4: Oh, she does. She likes it. You've never been.
1: I mean, I think you've talked. I think you know, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what you've done. You yeah, but know know, like, what you've I'm done. okay. I'm okay. With You're it, okay with yeah. it. Yeah. You know, she shouldn't have got pregnant, right? Damn she shouldn't have got pregnant. That's on her. You got. You don't do. You don't make life big changes unless you have. You can line it up with your best friend. It's also, you know. Like, yes. You can't get she pregnant She broke the friendship friend pact We it's had pre- a pact <laughs> We had a pregnancy pact We had a pact She broke the pact I mean it was It's late, what, Lawyer Your
2: behavior <laughs> If Your behavior Was direct Retribution <laughs> Revenge For the breaking Of the pact
4: Aww
2: oh, That's still mean It's real mean <laughs> You big snowboarding You could have done like uh, We're all gonna go To one of those Trampoline parks I don't know Whatever Something that she didn't love <laughs> I could never. I, in Denver, I, I, I can't jump on a trampoline in the regular air. No. I, I, I make I make her DD, like, a lot. You make her do what? what? I make her DD, like, a lot. Oh, DD. Oh, DD didn't mean drive you. Yeah. Oh. All the time. Oh. I'm
4: like, you know what you
1: can't do? Drink. Let's go. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Is I'm super vindictive. Right? Is she, like okay? Really Is she okay with all of this? Is Is she, she offers. Here? Oh, okay. Oh, and not, then I'm like, oh, well,
7: can I have, like, a couple glasses of wine? And she's like... Well, I guess.
1: She feels guilty because she broke the pack. So now Damn she's gonna right drive she the uh, around all the yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, are you an asshole? Kinda. Okay. But we love you, so you know. Uh, and I Am conjuring and manifesting that you're gonna get pregnant before that snowboarding trip, so it won't matter anyways. And then you're <laughs> gonna have to eat all that money that you put down for it. So you know, that's fine. It, you know, no, the universe balances things out. You know. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. Guys so for you. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right.
2: Do you have more grievances.
1: Hell yeah! Come on down. I always make want Make your say way that. to the stands like a uh, oh, stand like you know come to the stand to the witness stand the, witness the microphone stand.
2: stand yes uh yeah i want to say come on down like price is right come oh, on down come on down you're the next contestant don't apologize please come on no, you're through you're good you're good come on through
1: okay all right what's okay. your
2: name
3: this is very trivial my boyfriend and i together run a virtual farm <laughs> he will only let me have 4 chickens <laughs> In the budget, I thought we had enough money for, like, 80 chickens, but it turns out we only had enough for, like, 20 chickens. But he still limits me at four, because that's how many we can, like, feed, but I can feed some of them by hand.
1: Is this, is this Farmville?
3: It's Stardew Valley. Okay. Stardew Valley. Oh wow,
1: we got some fan What is it called?
3: Stardew Valley.
2: Stardew. 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 D E W. Stardew Valley. Oh okay. Kids talk okay.
3: about it on the
1: TikTok. <laughs> Wait. So if you have it in the budget for twenty, why can't why can't you afford to feed them?
3: Okay. So there's four slots to feed them like more automatically. Thank you. Upgrade your okay, farm. You. <laughs>
1: you gotta upgrade. You gotta upgrade your farm.
3: Yeah. So we've been fighting about it for like a few weeks. So I just need someone to tell me that I can have more chickens, so I can go back home and tell him that I've earned I burned the chickens. I think you
1: absolutely can have more chickens. More <laughs> 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 chickens.
2: agree. So you run this farm together.
1: Yeah. So the Equitable Division of Labor? Yes. And, and like, do you split hours? You're like, okay, I'm going to take eight to noon. You got to do, like, noon to four. No, no.
3: We both work all day, but he on takes the care of the cows. Or in real life? Sometimes both. Okay. <laughs> he Sounds takes like- care of the cows. I take care of the chickens. And okay. then we, like, do the other stuff together. Do you
1: tell him how many cows he can have? No. Okay. Oh, okay. chickens as you want you need to upgrade so you get more slots so they're not starving so you can like feed more i'm guessing that's what the issue is right
2: can you rotate them in the slots or
3: they once they're in the slot they're in it well, the food goes what's in the slot. slot
1: you're in it, Heather? The
3: chickens free roam. They have space outside and uh, indoors. Oh, they're free range.
2: That's good. Yeah, yeah organic. <laughs> what is uh, this? Isn't relevant to the uh, dispute, but my question is: What's like the ultimate goal of the farm? You you get more money and you invest the capital back into the
3: farm and you grow the farm more. Well, yeah, that's part of it. There's like the economic part, but then also there's like a like a grander story, and you have oh. to like rebuild the community center and like revitalize oh. the town. <laughs> See,
1: it's taken a village to get back to it. What is the name of your farm?
3: Friendship Farms. Oh. I
1: love it. That's so wholesome. I love it. He's but not being a good friend no. by not letting you have the amount of chickens that you want. Friendship I'll farms. Tell you, I the want disputes. real chickens, and Tommy says no. Okay. What the heck? I need a virtual farm so I can just have my chicken. Honestly, now <laughs> we have neighbors that have chickens, and I'm like, I'm good. I don't want. Yeah. I don't want the chickens now. Virtual
3: chickens are great because you don't have to clean up their poop. Yeah,
1: yeah. I used to play Farmville, and I so I get it. Like, do you have like? can you, like, chat with other people that are playing and it's, like, this little community and stuff?
3: They're all, like, uh, computer players. Oh, they're not
1: real people? I played and you could talk to real people and, like, we all became, like, Farm Friends. Friendship <laughs> Farm! It was Friendship Farm! Original. It's so oh, cute. Man. Yeah, it was. And then I got had a baby, and I... am I have I a question.
2: My question's, who died and made him God? Like, why does he get to tell you what to do with your fucking farm? Okay, this Y'all are 50-50 owners. You're like, I'll blow this farm up right now. I'll take them all out. Start over. I'll starve them all. I don't give a shit. And I'll start Revenge
4: Farm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... Like historically, have played Harvest Moon, which is essentially the, the same kind of like structure of game. But he's been playing Stardew Valley forever, so I was like, "We'll run it how you want." I just like oh, you know, don't, so don't be
1: differential. Yeah, don't be differential. just because your ground.
2: It's like when you go to a new job and you've been hired to do something, and someone's like, "Oh, well, like Craig's been here 13 years," and it's like, "Fuck Craig, he don't know." I'm the man.
1: Like Craig would have got promoted, like you know what I mean. So, if you want me to 50% own your farm and run it, like, yeah, yeah, you, uh, how many chickens do you
3: want? Well, I wanted 80. Okay, <laughs>
1: go higher, go higher. I at least at least a hundred, triple, digits. nice round number, like hundred chickens, or I die.
4: I will walk. <laughs>
1: You gotta go in
2: hard on the negotiation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then
1: he'll be like 100, you only wanted 80, or like 90. And then he'll like, 95. And you're like, fine, we just went up. Because I fucked that up in my head just fine. now, how negotiations work. <laughs> yeah, uh, you get as many chickens as you want. Also, 100%. as a couple of people
2: who run our own friendship farm, which is a, we
1: you know, it's like a 50-50 partnership
2: and stuff. We do you you have just, a pig. You don't, yes, we do. Our farm has a pig that lives at your house. Thank you for all that. Um, it, uh, we need to talk about that. You need well, to take her out. I have a goose that no no doggy daycare will accept. She's rejected. Uh-oh. They were like, she doesn't like dogs. She just wants to be in the break room where the food is. I was like, yeah, I know. Uh, I'm sorry. So, thanks, Mom, for taking care of the dog. But we run a friendship farm. And, like, I kicked the bucket. Not in oh, that way.
1: God. The <laughs>
2: I kicked the actual bucket down here. Um, I
1: am gonna go to the Stanley. <laughs> Stanley, we go.
2: When I die, I'll be there, and then I'll be like, I did die here. Um, but we, I don't. N- neither of us make proclamations. We tell each one another our feelings, and be like, you know, it's important to me that we do X, and then take the time to listen to the other person or whatever. We, it's not just like we're doing not this the drug. Well oh, do
4: X <laughs> That is a do
2: a uh, thing, a named thing, you know, whatever decision we make. So I think if you're gonna run a true friendship farm, he's gotta give a little leeway.
1: What's the true meaning of friendship? Meeting each other in the middle. You know? I guess. I don't know. I yeah, don't know what the all, true meaning of friendship is.
2: It's a question we all have. What's the true yeah. meaning of friendship? Yeah.
3: Thank you so much. You're Thank awesome. you so much. A
1: hundred chickens. Chickens! hundred chickens for you. All right, we got time that's for like medieval times rulings. What's that? A hundred chickens? Yeah, like when they just, I don't know. Back <laughs> in the day, that's like, you get a hundred chickens. You get one hundred chickens.
2: And my daughter. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. They did. They did do that
1: to yeah, us. Yeah, I think we have time for one more. I think we have time for another grievance. I have a grievance. Oh, we have oh. two. We'll, we'll do both. We'll do both. Because both. we're saps. But the, okay. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, I heard this grievance first. And
2: then your grievance is next.
6: Woohoo! Woohoo! Thank you, thank you. What's this? Your name? might be a little too tall. What's okay. up? Oh, the mic. It might be a little too tall. There. Hi, my name is Drew. Hi. Hi, Drew. Hi. So, um, I got married this year. Congrats. And um, my best friend, who I've been best friends with her since sixth grade, was my maid of honor. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Basically, um, starting probably with my bachelorette party, um, I had to pay for the whole thing for her. Um, Yeah, and I did that because I wanted her to be a part of it, and she couldn't afford it, so Mm -hmm. I wanted her to be included. Um, But then she ended up going to Vegas a week later. (laughs) And she told me, yeah, she couldn't afford it, so that's why I paid for it. But then Mm -hmm. my wedding came around, and um, on the day she... I guess didn't act as a maid of honor should Ugh. so yeah what, what
1: does that mean
6: so you know you know helping me with my dress okay. or getting things for me it's not or... like she
1: tried to marry your try, fiance okay no 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 no. go yeah. on <laughs> um she didn't do her maid, her of, honor maid of honor duties, duties. yeah Did she do it, a speech
6: you. she didn't do a speech what that's the point. the point, about her. I, That's and a that was point. my choice because of how she was acting up until that point. <gasps> she was being a dick. Yeah. Oh. So even even <laughs> oh, the betrayal, the betrayal. Even at okay, my bridal on. shower, she showed up late. Oh. Yeah. I would never. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> it gets better. But then at my at my wedding, yeah. So I chose her not to do the speech because Damn. I was already having bad feelings about it. But then she ended you up
1: snowboarded her, which Dude. is to
6: <laughs> Start saying that. That's the new thing I'm gonna say. Start saying it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she she ended up leaving early, and I had From to, the wedding the wedding the <gasps> wedding and I had to I had to beg her to stay so we could do the wedding marcha, um, and she was like, "Well, I don't we don't have enough time for everybody to learn how to do the wedding march." And I was like, "Well, you know it'll be What's fun anyway." What's the wedding march? It's a Mexican wedding march. Yeah, it it's important to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Um, she so she threw a fit about it and I had to beg her to stay just for that part. Mm. And then as soon as it was over, she's like, "I'm leaving," and she left. Oh. So now that was in July. I got married in July, and I've reached out twice and I haven't heard from her. Oh. Oh. So <laughs> am I? No. Should I feel bad? No. I don't know. No. no. First of all, no. don't feel bad. Don't feel bad.
4: First of all, wait.
1: For not trying. Are you the friend? Guy. You're not, right? Oh now. my no. god. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Dude. I'm kidding. friends meet up after the show start a farm have all the chickens (laughs) you want yes unlimited
6: chickens triple digits that's off no you're not no she i just feel bad because i like i know being a maid of honor is like a big duty and maybe she wasn't ready or prepared for it so part of me just feels bad but i mean (laughs) you know what's being a
1: big duty fucking getting married for the rest of your life like having to like do a toast and throw a party. That's just like no. that's fun. No, that's the fun part. It's super easy, yeah. And you're so sweet for reaching out twice. That's really nice. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, it's so. crazy because I I'm planning a wedding now. You planned a wedding. I watch on I see a lot of I'm on the r wedding planning subreddit. This is Christ, very common. It's great. There's a lot of hot tips on there. I learned some <laughs> things, some good stuff, good places to find, you know, and like cheaper wedding stuff and like I'm not doing a lot of this. anyways. Yada yada yada. I'm on Read it a lot, and when I'm not watching people fall down from skateboards, I am looking at things. But this is apparently really common. Do you think that it stems from some type of like jealousy? She thinks you're leaving her behind. I, don't I always try to think, why do people do the things they do? Mm-hmm.
6: So, and I know this about her, and I've known this about her forever. She's definitely a person that likes to be the center of attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it hey, ain't about <laughs> you. Yeah. No. Friend? No. It's about the bride. So she,
1: yeah. Well, people like that create chaos and drama, so the tension goes. Because even, like, negative attention is the tension. Yep. So I, they want to deter from, like, your happiness and you getting the focus. And, I mean. This is right up there with the,
2: like, recent we did of the, I think it was just, or it was the personal, like, advice that somebody asked us where they said is the excuse of, oh, she's just like that an okay excuse. Mm-hmm. As a <laughs> huge egotistical person who loves being the center of attention. I have been a maid of honor several times and never made it about me. So it's like, there's something, I think that could be a factor, but there must be something else in there. I'm not saying that you did it at all, ever. That's not, you were getting married, you did the right thing. You went out of your way kindness-wise to try to make sure she was included, didn't feel, you know, separate from the group or whatever, financial reasons. But I try to, for my own sake and sanity, and my uh, high school English teacher, Mrs. Mull, who was, she much more than English, we learn life lessons. But she would always challenge us. Now they have a the farm together. We do, man. Um, but she, she would always challenge us of like, what can I take ownership about in this situation, if only to try to take the power back for yourself and be like, it's not my fault, but to empower yourself to be like, I've tried. And you've tried, right? Like, mm-hmm. you tried during the wedding, at the wedding, you tried afterwards, and reaching out. Um, send her the oh, link to this podcast yeah. and be like, you're being a real douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> the wedding. Yes. Yeah. She, yeah. owes yeah. she owes you an apology.
4: She, she,
1: she owes you an apology. She does. For the Vegas thing, for being a dick, yeah. the wedding we march. We haven't even talked about it. You paid for it, and then she had the audacity to go to Vegas? This Where's week it? later,
2: too. It's not like she made no. up for it. It was like, you know, the week later. So she owes you an apology for that, and especially the wedding march is important to you. And if, for some reason, there was something you did or whatever, it's on her to express that to you mm-hmm. so you guys can, like, repair that. Otherwise, you, you know, it's not... It, she's a douche. She's like not saying it. You're like, that's me. Because you can't just be like, well, you did this and made me mad, and I never told you about it. I used to say to my ex, who would just be stomping around the house, I'd be like, I can tell you're pissed off, but until I know why, I don't give a shit. Um, so that's the problem here, is like, she's acting out for some reason, and it's like, until I know why, I can't fix it, and I don't give a shit. So it's hard to... Buddhism says, like, don't DM me, a thing, a book I read, a book I read about... Actually,
1: Buddhism does not say that My whole life is...
2: Anyway, a book that I read about, like, meditation and spirituality was saying that, like, a lot of um, heartache in our life comes from desire. And if there's a way for you to detach yourself from the desire of wanting to repair that friendship and be like, listen, I told you how I'm feeling then that would maybe be some peace for you. But I don't think you did anything wrong.
1: No, not at all, yeah. In fact, like, (laughs) sometimes, like, it's weird because, like, if you were, like, in a like romantic relationship with someone like that you'd break up with them But like when it's friends for some reason we feel like beholden like we can't break up but like it's just it's just, it's also a relationship and sometimes you have to like break up with your friends you know mm-hmm. and, and like, longevity isn't a reason to suffer yeah treatment. yeah exactly like just because you have history like you know if she doesn't if she, there's like adders and subtractors to your life if she's not adding anything to your life then like why give her any of your energy and time mm-hmm. you know? You're not an asshole, you're super nice. Thank you guys. And strange, <laughs> you have new a friends. New
6: best friend.
2: New best friends. New best Thank friends. Thank you. All right, our final grievance final that came over grievance. from here.
1: Come on down. You're the next contestant. Did I ever um, tell you that my brother's now fiance won the prizes, right? We talked, we talked about, about, it. about it. She yeah. had the showcase showdown, right? Uh, yeah, she won the whole thing. Man. Yeah. But awesome. I'll tell you what, they don't tell you. You gotta pay taxes do. on all that shit. So she was like, decline, decline, <laughs> decline. I think she got a vacation to Tokyo out of it. She's like, I would not like a boat. <laughs> yeah. so I don't wanna pay taxes. Hello. Hello. What's your name? Megan. Megan. So, oh, nice Megan. to meet you. Your shirt's thank
2: awesome. You. For those of you oh, listening at home, you. the pumpkins are on the boob part and there's skeleton hands holding them.
8: Yeah. Oh, also for everyone in the audience that can see Thank you. I thought it was fitting. It's fantastic. The question here is whether or not I deserve to feel embarrassed. Okay. okay. Oh, I love this. Into it. <sighs> yes. I attended a party at my best friend's house, who I'm actually here with, celebrating her birthday. So Woo, happy birthday. Birthday. Happy early birthday, Hannah. Um, we were celebrating her brother moving back from New Zealand. He's been there for like four and a half years. Super awesome. All of our friends, all of our family members, all of this wonderful stuff, right? Mm-hmm. My dad comes. Hannah's family, my best friend, is also best friends with my ex's family. Mm. So my ex ends up coming. Mm-hmm. It ends up being fine, whatever. We've been apart. I'm, re- I'm married to someone else now. Like, Congratulations. It's super great. Thank you. Um, and I, lo- I love all of it. It's fine. And we're having a good time. We're all, you know, amicable. Everyone is civil, whatever. My dad ends up leaving. He ends up texting my ex-boyfriend... Oh God! Oh, oh yeah! No, to talk about the football game because apparently I'm not answering my phone, and I, I, he needs to talk to me about the football game for some no other <laughs> reason. I and mean, I'm like, I literally could give two shits about the football
2: game. <laughs> he has urgent football matters to discuss.
8: <laughs> urgent football matters. So they start t- talking about the football game, blah 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 blah. Whatever. It keeps going on. My dad continues to text my ex boyfriend that he needs to include me and my new husband when all of our mutual friends are hanging out, oh because my. it is just the right thing to do. What? And I, oh yeah, no, I looked at my dad and I said, that is the most embarrassing thing I think you've ever done to me. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> and he goes, it should not be embarrassing. I was just trying to be nice. Mm,
1: the classic parent
8: trap. <laughs> yeah. Did he do it because he
2: either incorrectly or correctly perceives that you and your husband don't have a lot of other
8: friends? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I, like, I don't really get it because I see all of these, like, I see all of our mutual friends on a regular basis. Yeah.
1: Like, I what does just... he mean? Like, if all of you are hanging out and the ex is there, is the ex, like, like, everyone, I have a story to tell except to the two of you. <laughs> like <laughs> the room. not including you?
8: There's literally no way. I don't know why my dad like felt that it was like his spot to like be like. You know what is going on in theory. my daughter's
1: life? I have a right theory. What's up? I think that you're. This is. I have a theory. After knowing you for 30 seconds. Yes, Tommy. <laughs> the judge uh, knows. I think when parents do stuff like this, it's because they feel guilt. So I wonder if your dad harbors some type of guilt for like your your breakup or like feeling like maybe he wasn't there for you or something so he's just trying like I think in the end his intentions are good and he's trying to like protect his little girl and make sure that you're happy is it embarrassing yes that's very is it overstepping boundaries also yes
2: (laughs) well you have to also well you're and you're entitled to feel however you want to feel I try to divorce myself from being responsible of of the actions of other people Mm. um, because it is I mean, I stress myself out a lot of, like, trying to control situations and, like, time and life and everything, and I'm, like, always trying to hang on. And so that includes, like, introducing friends to each other, or introducing, like, friend or boyfriends to family, my immediate family, extended family, whatever, and being like, what well, what might they say or whatever. And you just have to tell the person that you're with or, you know, your now husband and tell yourself, like, I don't control my dad. Mm-hmm. You can tell your dad, hey, first of all, it makes me uncomfortable that you text whatever X's name is. Like, please don't... That's weird to me. Like, it, well, I want to talk about football. Get Twitter. Go on Discord. Yeah. Go to a bar get anywhere a and just yell league. about it. Yeah. yeah, get in a fantasy football league. And make sure you check what they're logged in as when you do it. Um, so, I don't know. It's not like you guys were like, well, we were married for 25 years and my dad and my ex were, like, best friends. Yeah. And he said it was a son he never had. And it's like, you have a son-in-law now. Like, it's to me, it feels inappropriate to have this relationship and just you know being open about it and i mean surely and if you did t- i mean have you told your dad that he you said he embarrassed you you like
8: told him that oh yeah i straight up was like that is the most mortifying thing i think that you've ever done and my yeah. dad my dad prides himself on being the cool dad he, oh, yes. he loves new balance sneakers, sneakers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yes he's like, the polo. he's like i am the cool dad everyone yeah. wants to be my friend everyone yeah. loves me and i'm like you know what dad you are cool. So he's like, like, does he cool. fancy himself like
1: the peacemaker?
8: Sometimes, yes. Okay. But I'm like, I like, I, I'm like, I get it. You want to be cool. I love you. You are cool. I'm like, you're a, you're a nice person stop involving yourself. I'm like, God (laughs) damn it. I'm like, Jesus Christ.
1: This isn't (laughs) cool. This is not what cool people do, Dad. No. Yeah. Yeah. Tell him that. Like, this is very uncool what Mm -hmm. you're doing right now. Pray on his biggest insecurities. (laughs) (laughs) Whisper it in his ear in the night. You're being uncool. (laughs) Um, No, I
2: think, I think that's, yeah, being open and honest like you did and then just reiterating that it's important to you and it's hard with family though and, you know, especially, you don't want to make him feel bad but also, You don't need to be friends with your ex.
1: Well, yeah, but your question was... um, Should you you feel embarrassed? Like, I would. Yeah, I I think you have every right to feel embarrassed. Yeah, for sure. Did your ex
2: say anything to you, or you just know that your dad said this? Because your dad told you.
8: My dad the other no. thing about my father is that he like he totally thought that this was the right move like he called me after he oh. fucking did it and was like hello he was like you want to know what I just did you want to know proud. who I was just talking to he was like you know what your ex he was like and I loved meeting his girlfriend today he was like and he was just going on about it and I was like Papa no Oh, like, no, have,
7: you have you ever
1: to told your dad this. that like I wish that ex and I had a better relationship No, no, no. so that's weird do you have like, and you said you're all amicable. So it's weird that he would even think it's necessary to do that. Oh, no, it's super weird, which is why I was like. Oh, doing... shit. Somebody said, wait, is your dad married to your mom?
2: Um, not anymore. <laughs> call your mom and call be like, mom. oh, you and dad need to hang out. <laughs>
1: and then you call your dad and be like, I know you're like, and you're like, I talked to mom. Uh, guess what I did? Yeah. This just makes you feel real weird, doesn't it? Don't do it to me. There you go. That's what you do. Retribution, that's always. Taste of your own medicine. Yes, yeah. Well, I think you definitely have every right to feel embarrassed. You're always entitled to feel how you want to feel. Yeah, feel however you want to feel. You should feel feel empowered to do that. For sure, yes. Uh, And Godspeed. Yeah. 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 Papa, no. Papa, no. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming. What to do if you're VIP, um, what you're going to do, but for now, as always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy.
2: As
3: promised, if you are a VIP, please stay seated for the meet and greet after the show.
2: Hey everybody! Thank you so much for supporting the show on Patreon. Here are your special Patreon shoutouts: Justin G. Reeves, Kelsey
1: Maltby, Ash Kuba, Nicole Davenport, Beth Bryant, Hexcellent Forty Seven, Yoko Akamura, Mallory Mower, Elena Keller, Charlotte Norton, Hannah S. Cassandra Fochtman, Jen Jen Duffalo, Whitney McNeil, Shannon Reese, Alice Catherine. Rhiannon Yates, Stephanie French, Melissa Martinez, Sam Mack, Gil Eubanks, Megan,
2: Reddy Shaw-Neely, Lena Warnberg, Raquel Dominguez,
1: Christina Howe, Shay Kirkendall, Brianna Boydston, Kelly McMasters, Vanessa Diaz, Sandy McGuire, Amy Chilcote, Sarah Rogers, Raven, Nikki Goodwoos, Tori Roberson, Daly, Chelsea Eckerman, Rachel and Seb, Amanda Alexander, Sarah Campson, Philodo, Erin Lebsack, Ivory, Rachel Bierman, Bridget McDonald, Jessica Laura, Susanna Nation, Shanice Rennie, Cheryl, Chantel Halmertheim, Andrea Manchaka Garza, Kate Murphy, Brianna Lopez, Gabrielle Elizabeth Corbin, Misty Todd, Jacqueline Doan, Heather Ruse, Katherine Wall, Katie Williams, Lexi the Ragdoll, Jenna Boaz, Trey McClary, Whitney Ray, All Things Spooky, Danielle O'Connor, Jessica Holbert, Suzanne Smits, Mary, Heidi Madrigal, Tracy Wood, Kathy, Nancy Rocco, Terrence Carroll, Katherine Jakubowski, Aaron Durr. Erica B. And Laura Brazelton. Thank you so much for supporting this show, you guys. We hope we pronounce your names correctly. We couldn't do this without you. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep it creepy. <laughs>